No old rich white men were harmed in the, in the making of the following content. But rest assured, we will make a better effort next time. Start the show. I'm just saying, we can't get it right every time. We can only get better. Yeah. And it is because of you that we have gotten better. You know, we I've gotten more than a little feedback saying that <laughs> we, we have been out of pocket for at least 15 episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, let's go. I'm with it. We'll see. I, mean, <laughs> I, I took a vacation, so maybe I'm a kinder... kinder Kind of gentler version of myself. Now we'll we'll see though. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol <laughs> equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and I am a black ass lie. <laughs> I'm staying out of pocket. <laughs> God damn it! Oh man, it is episode one forty nine. Staying out of pocket like niggas in jail. You man. show motherfucking right. How was your? How was your? Your back. Uh huh. Oh yeah, You're barely back from vacay. I I considered staying too. I was in Aruba. Oh yeah, I wasn't fucking with y'all. The best part of Randall on vacation in Aruba was the continual was the continual messaging <laughs> saying, "Don't come here. Don't, do not come here and fuck <laughs> it up, y'all. Don't treat this shit like Tulum. This, this is not it. I was it was peaceful. I would wake up in the morning and walk fifty steps to the beach and post up." No nicotry to be found anywhere. If you looked at Randall's Instagram stories, you would think there were like a total of 10 people in Aruba. And there were times where it felt like it. It looked like he got off the plane mm-hmm. and it's like an Airbnb. They just, leave, they just leave you the keys in a little, to Aruba in a little time release joint. Yes, sir. And just say, and just say it's all yours. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Man, I, I had, mean. I had the best steak I've ever had in my life. Oh, shit. Did not tag the name of the place because I don't want y'all going there. Because y'all, y'all gonna go in there and fuck it up. <laughs> see, see, this is this is what it's like to be a Houstonian traveling places, and you don't want nobody fi- figuring out your shit. Yes, because then because when when you go out and you find a nice place, it ends up like the Davenport. Ooh, ooh wow! <laughs> remember when niggas? Remember before <laughs> niggas found the Davenport? I remember what the Davenport was before the Davenport. Damn. Yeah. And it it's it was yeah, man. I was like y'all impressed o- over something the size of my bedroom. Okay, oh man, good for y'all. And then niggas found it, and there was and there hasn't been sitting room ever since. <laughs> my God, everybody just trying to get everybody just trying to get a little too drunk. That's what it is because them drinks are strong. Uh, but I, just like when niggas found the flat. Oh man, I remember the flat before niggas found yes. it. Yes, yes. Oh, what a what a lovely establishment! The mojitos were still strong back then. Too. <laughs> I, I feel partially responsible because I yeah. did tell a few niggas about it. I do have to say something on a somber note, though. Okay, I, I would be remiss if I did not do this. All um, right, because I, I found out when I was out on vacation. Um, the past week or so has not been without some tragedy. About a week yeah, ago, man. Saturday. Um, <clears throat> Uh, a friend of the fa- a friend of the crew and uh, uh, 
a fellow music collaborator from um, Waco, Texas, a young man by the name of Oneself, went by the name of Oneself, mm-hmm. uh, passed away from complications with uh, COVID. Damn. Damn, uh, man. You know, I don't, I, I honestly don't know all the circumstances around it. I know people like, you know, was he out there? Was he not out there? I do not know. Um, what I do know is that um, somebody that was a good dude and has done good work is no longer with us and, and passed away in his early 40s, I believe. Shit. Um, also, just as tragic, uh, the community lost um, a very beautiful person, a singer-songwriter named Nicole Hurst, who passed away and sadly succumbed to stage three breast cancer. Damn. Uh, she passed away this week at the age of 38. Uh, she has had a very fulfilling career. She's worked with the likes of Justin Timberlake, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Janet Jackson, a few other people as well. Um, very, very, very lively young woman. Very funny. Um, you know, she, she was, she's a very sweet person. And, um, and again, I say cancer can eat an entire black-owned dick. Man, fuck cancer, And bro. go to hell. Honestly. Yeah. I, it's a damn shame. It's too much death, man. Yeah. It's too much death right now. And a, a lot of people are going to say, oh, it's just social media making it seem that way. No, nah, it's different right now, man. It is. It's different. Um, I, I know, because I know, at least for me, I know a dear friend of mine just lost somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, recently to cancer. Um, I know, um, shit, Van Lathan, mm-hmm. actually, he just, he lost his father. Yeah. Um, he took some time away for that. Tony Baker's son died in a car crash. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to say, um, prayers go out to all of these people. Definitely, prayers go out to Tony Baker. He's been he because you know he's been still in communication mm-hmm. with his audience, and he's been kind of in in better spirits than he has any than he really has to be. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just it's a lot of death right now, man, and it's a lot, of, and it just it should really put in the focus for people to kind of pull their head out of their ass. And take this life seriously, man. Yeah. It, it's, we, as cliche as it sounds, y'all, we, we don't know how much time we have left. And if you want to waste whatever time you have remaining being contentious and contrarian and just a general dick. Um, one of the things that I did think about when I was out on vacation is that I, I personally need to find more opportunities to enjoy life. And, and I think we could all do the same. Enjoy life while you can. Celebrate life. Um, because as we, as we can see, death is always around the corner. Speak on it, son. You ain't lying. So, yeah. You ain't lying, man. And, and, and it's kind of put in the focus for me. I'll, and I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little bummed out recently because, you know, I've been working a lot of hours and one of the things about starting over um, uh, work-wise is that, you know, I don't have all those vacation hours 
And it's more evident starting over in the summer. Mm-hmm. You don't have all those vacation hours. And meanwhile, you know, outside open back up and everyone's taking advantage of it and getting out there and living their best life. Uh, my friends were talking about trying to get me to go to New Orleans. And, you know, I don't have any vacation hours. And I'm still kind of in the probationary period. And so it was kind of a bummer. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll have fun next year. But at the same time, you can't complain. And, I'm go- and this mm-hmm. is going somewhere. Like, and you can't complain because I'll, I do have weekends off. Yeah. And the weekend is a good time to get out into the world. Even a little bit. And, you know, and make your own fun at home where you are. There's plenty of shit to do at home. There's plenty, uh, not at home, but there's plenty of shit to do where you live. The bottom line is, if if you Just have the ability to shit. do it, like celebrate life. Yeah, if you have if you have the opportunity, please take it. I got something. I got like twelve weeks of vacation at work that I got to burn. Damn, that was which, me. <laughs> which I mean tells me that I need to, I need to take more vacation. You know, I was gonna say. Cause when I left, cause when I left the store, they paid me for probably they I, they probably were only able to pay me for like a third of the vacation time that I had accrued over ten years. Burn through that vacation time, fam. Take all the time off you can. Reclaim it. Take it to yourself. We but, all need it. But y'all don't be niggas. Stack it first, okay? Stack it. <laughs> Stack it first. Don't be doing like a. I can I can do seven hours here. Yeah. Work about three weeks and accumulate like three more hours, and then I'll, I'll take a quarter day off. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, accumulate, earn your shit first. Get a get a get a snowball effect going, yeah. and then do what you got to do. That shit. Get the fuck out of town. Don't go to Aruba. Do not go to Aruba. Quit going to Tulum. I mean, y'all can, y'all can have well, it now. It's that y'all got I would say it's fucked up now. It's y'all's now. It's too I'm late. Like, I don't. I don't want it now. You uh, could have it. Yeah. Um. So. Flowers this week. I wanted to give flowers. Um, I, we've talked to, now. We have talked a lot about uh, Tyler the Creator having a wonderful album. Um, Tyler, I want to give props to Tyler for being so authentic and being his whole self. Mm-hmm. Um, because not everybody wanted that for him. And when I say not everybody, I mean including and especially DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, I don't know. He, it turns out he was a little salty because Tyler knocked him out of the number one spot. Mm. You know, it, it, I bet y'all forgot Khaled dropped an album. <laughs> um, and Tyler's album, which was brilliant, which deserved to knock him out of the number one spot, in fact, did. And he wasn't happy about it. And Tyler had some shit to say. Yeah. See if I can get this going. Part of the whole Khaled thing? Like, you felt like at the time when that conversation happened? Bro, that Khaled thing was like, it was fun. It was just watching a man die inside because the under the, under, the, the guy that, you know, the weirdo was winning. I was moonwalking in a wig. This nigga had everyone on his album. Everyone. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> this but- bridge gonna work. <laughs> So, but, but, but it's to the same point, but again, isn't it? About like, not understanding what's again, happening. Again, not in other understanding, like, and he wasn't wrong. Like, I'm not in the barber shop. I'm not at the club. I'm not did it, did it, skinny. I'm not in the back of the Maybach. <laughs> 
right? And he's not wrong. But like, his shit what is now? big where it's big, and your shit is big where it's what, big. But like, yes, yeah, so well, when I got that number one, it was that the world is one dimensional. It's not all. That's what I'm saying, it's bro. Not. And it's like a piece of me really didn't like that at all because it's. Like man, I make I make rap music. I love rap music. I make music, but rap is my thing. And it was it was it was already making alternative rap and not fully being again accepted by like the BETs or like a lot of them shit I've been dealing with and that's dealing with my whole life. So for some guy like that to kinda indirectly be like, that ain't real rap, that ain't real black music, that's what it felt like. And I was like, my nigga, don't don't do, but I didn't say nothing. I just let that number one speak. Nigga Ego had to deal with that because his whole identity is being number one. And when he didn't get that, that sat with him longer in real lifetime than that moment. I moved on. I went and did some shows. We went to London. Cool. Didn't think about it. That sat with him because his whole identity is we the best. We the number one. And when the underdog to him took that away from him, the nigga Ego was deflated. Mm. He'll probably never admit it. But and you do, and I saw, and it's no, it's no hard feelings towards him, because I was gonna rap over, uh, I was gonna rap over, uh, you got the right one, it's easy fucking, ba- uh, uh, holla at me, I was gonna rap over that, uh, for the comments you get lost shit, I didn't end up doing it, but like, man, DJ Khaled, man, what he's done, and he was an underdog was too, doing, and built his way was, up, too, yes, from nothing. So, like, is that part of the whole? So, ladies and gentlemen, as a matter of fact, go ahead and hit him with the air horns. <laughs> Uh, Tyler Gregory on Coma. Um, he 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 did that shit. He said that shit. He he bodied that. He bodied that because as much as I kind of enjoy the occasional Khaled collab, as much as I enjoyed the album before last, mm-hmm. it's very. I've, it's never exited my mind that he assembles these albums and these features with the mind of clout chasing. Which, the sensationalism <laughs> of it is—he's chasing that. Uh, it's all a lot of like braggadocery and pageantry, and he's very much chasing kind of for me. The uh, the caricature of what he's heard from people before him, like drama, like Clue, that kind of shit. He was trying to be the new version of that, and he will never be the new version of Clue. We're talking about Khaled, right? Khaled. Oh, yeah. Uh, Khaled is a, I mean, Khaled is a joke. He's a character. He's a caricature also. Um, one of the things that Tyler has said, and, and, and I believe in that same interview, something that I deeply respect is that when he when he goes into making an album, he doesn't listen to what's out there now. He doesn't try to make something that fits into the pulse of what's happening. He he makes whatever's in his heart, and and for all the industry people around him who are always trying to tell him that he needs to lean one direction or another he's just like fuck you i'm gonna do what i do the people that rock with my music are gonna rock with it anyway and and acknowledges that people different people listen to music differently you can't you can't appeal to people 
who listen to music for lyrics and for people who listen to music for production and listen to you know music specifically for certain types of chord progressions or drum patterns and all this he's like i'm just gonna do what i like and if you fuck with it you fuck with it and and true to form he's gotten better with each project because of it and he feels that he feels like he's also gotten better with each project it's true and i agree just let you, just he grows naturally doesn't give a fuck about what people have to say and doesn't buy into all this pageantry about you know being called a niche artist right because he doesn't fit Again, the pulse of what everybody else is doing right now. And, and the word niche has been, the, the word niche is just kind of thrown out there. It has been abused. Yeah, to indicate that you're just not doing what every other dumbass is doing out there. You're not coloring inside the line. Right. He's just making, he's just making music. So don't try to peg him as alternative just because he's doing some shit that you can't do because you're not creative enough to think outside the box and make some shit that's wholly original yourself. Especially someone like Khaled, who all he does is stack the deck. With a bunch of who's popping right now and, you know, and relies on that for his appeal. Amen. So flowers to most talented young man out there right now. Tyler, comma, the creator. That man, I, that's, that album still does it for me, oh. man. Like, I was, I had that shit on playing Call of Duty last night. Oh, man. Uh, yep. Rolls Royce pull up. Black boy hop out. Mm. Shout out to my mother and my father. Never pull never out. Pulled out. <laughs> that is my shit. Can I throw in one quick flowers? Yes, of course. Yeah, I forgot. Go ahead. Very quick flowers goes to yeah. Allison Felix. Hey. Uh, most decorated track and field Olympian. Um, you know, she did it with a cesarean scar on us on her belly. Um, the black woman is God. The black woman is God. You know. Shirt's uh, coming soon. Coming soon. She is, um, you know, she is a legend. Uh, shout out to Nike for not believing in her and letting her go to Adidas. And Adidas, <laughs> Adidas gets to, you know, reap all the benefits of it. Price just went up. Yep. And, and one final shout out to Don Staley, head oh, coach shit. of the women's Olympic team. The first, first person in Olympic history to win a gold medal as a player. And as a coach, let's again, black, go. black woman is God. Let's go. Don Staley is my favorite uh, women's basketball player of all time. She was also the first woman to be entered into the Hall of Fame as a player and a coach. So, fuck with me, you know I got it. The black woman is indeed God. Come on, y'all, quit playing. Black women holding it down out here. <laughs> we out here. Um, so humans ain't shit. This week, um, I was listening to, um, I was listening to a, a fellow local podcaster, uh, my boy Peabody. Shout out to uh, Social Complex Podcast. Uh, Peabody and Marcus are back. Um, they had. A, I, I, I wish I could remember the young lady's name. Um, they had a young woman on who was talking about. Uh, the modern black, the modern black man. Mm. <laughs> I don't like where this is going already. It already, it, 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 Randall could just read the tea leaves, and he knows it's already veering to a place. <laughs> so, the young lady is talking about the modern black man and how. 
black men, she feels like black men are becoming the queens of the dynamic now. Um, <laughs> and how she feels like um, they too often see themselves as the prize. How too often they, we, me, the I I, I took this to heart because I I feel like I'm in that age range of millennial, looking back, looking back, but not too far. At like Gen Z and shit, um, and how black men go up for each other so hard, and it, it, I've heard this argument before that they're that we're that black men have become divas and queens and all this shit. You know what I'm tired of. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to minimize anybody's experience. Is there sample size niggas that listen to Kevin Samuels? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like one, again, not to minimize anyone's experience, but you know what I'm getting really tired of? I'm getting tired of any, any kind of camaraderie, any kind of fellowship between men being conflated with homoeroticism. Now, I have to I have to pull a little culpability here on myself because although I have never outright said that Kevin Samuels was gay, I have always alluded to the fact that there is there is a proven link between misogyny, which is what he is selling, which is not what we're talking about today. And closet homosexuality. However, that's not what this woman was necessarily talking about. And that's not what I'm talking about today. I feel like... Oh, no, go ahead, Randall. I was going to say, men, men of today are not necessarily as rugged and rough as our grandfathers and, and great uncles were, you know. Um, also, a lot of them, a lot of them are not as openly misogynistic and exist in such a patriarchal society as we did back then. Also, but, some of that was a survival mechanism. Oh, a lot of it was a survival mechanism. It, it, it's, a, it's a stupid generalization to, to label men as queens and divas. To, to me, what that tells me is that the, the men that, that that young lady has chosen to associate with have just not lived up to what her expectations were of them. And that's a and that's important to note. That's important to note because I feel like, and men and women do this. Men and women are, are both guilty of this. I want to put that out there too. There's a difference between men or women not holding up their end of the of the bargain in the dynamic. There's a difference between that and men or women just not doing what you want. Yeah. I, it's, you I, you you don't you ain't supposed to get everything you want when you think you should have it at the snap of your fucking fingers. Exactly, and 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 on the flip side of what she's saying, most of most of my female friends are very what what people might consider very strong willed and assertive women, and a lot of them have been accused of being more masculine and more dominant and and right and less um, passive, 
I'm like, that doesn't. They shouldn't have to be. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're any less feminine than you believe so. They just don't match what your weak ass expectations are of them. And my thing is, I'm so tired. Like, y'all have to pick a lane. Because I'm tired of, because, because I hear one of two arguments. There's the first argument that men only men don't bond with men enough. Men don't hold each other accountable. Men, which is somewhat, which, which there are truths to that. Or men only have surface level friendships and relationships with each other. And which a lot of women do. Which a lot of women do. I I don't want to I don't want this to be a railing on women fest, but I've heard quite a bit quite a few women say they don't hang out with ugly they don't have any ugly friends. I don't have any ugly friends, and I don't have any broke friends. I don't know how meaningful that friendship can be. Um, but this whole thing of men only have surface level relationships, and we only hang out with niggas that we can go out and turn up and get women with. Um, I would say that most people in general have surface level, level relationships. Friends. Yeah, you, you're only going to have a couple of actual, you know, like ride or die friends. A lot, a lot of people in your life are good to hang out with. That's why they say keep the circle small. Nothing wrong with that, though. No new friends, all that shit. Nothing wrong with that. But then, when it turns out we do go up for each other, and when it turns out we do defend each other when it turns out we do hold each other accountable when it turns out we do look each other in the eyes and give full bodied hugs and say I love you and if you need me I got you my nigga now we're gay now it's now there's always these these thinly veiled jokes of homoeroticism and how we're how now we're queens and shit or also the whole thing of oh men see themselves as the prize. Guess what? If you're in a relationship where only one person is the prize, you are in the wrong fucking relationship. Be going, son. Mm. You are in the wrong relationship. Each person should look at the other person and see and, and see something in them that they seek to have, that they seek to have, that they want to be around. It should not be just one person being the fucking prize. How does that relationship even work? How balanced is that? Where's the virtue in that? Rihanna, Aesop, Rocky. Ouch. Ouch. I said it. Ouch. That hurts. That hurts. Show I me would, the lie. I would definitely kill to be the Aesop Rocky in that situation. <laughs> I would. I would. That's a weird looking motherfucker, but I definitely I definitely want to be the ASAP Rocky in that in that dynamic. Um I would not be mad about it. Um But like my thing is I'm really tired of there's no way to win. There's no winning. It's like I can either be I can either be surface level and just be and just be hard and and emotionally unavailable. Or if I do want to break out of that, and I do want to embrace my fellow niggas like like me and my male friends do, now I'm gay. What the fuck? Like y'all got to pick a lane. I'm just, I, whatever lane it is, that's the lane we're gonna go with because at the end of the day, men are gonna do whatever it is that women say they want. Like if if a if a if a woman said. Man, I sure would fuck the shit out of a pirate. Every nigga you know would be dressed like Jack Sparrow Monday morning. 
Guaranteed. And so it's whatever y'all want to do, but y'all got to pick a lane. That's all I'm going to say. Pick a fucking lane. Because, it, and, and I can't, and I, I wanted to go on record that I'm not putting all of the responsibility at women's doorsteps because I realize that a lot of this, it can be attributed to um, internalized misogyny and internalized toxic masculinity that has become normalized. So men opening up is, it, it looks weird to some people. I mean, the other thing is you also have men who are saying the same thing about men too. That's true too. So, so it's not just women. Correct. It, it's just that general internalized misogyny that people have in general. I wonder what they say about us. Shit, we've been in the same room doing 149 episodes. Be in no room with another man. With another nigga by yourself. Drinking. Old chatty patty ass niggas. Getting loose and shit. The fuck? What kind of nigga drink with another nigga just sitting in there? Chatty patty you know ass niggas. Uh, they not getting no money. Simping. Fucking pandering <laughs> ass niggas. Oh yeah, a pandering ass nigga did tell me to go, did tell me because I had a historical context of some, some shit talking about come out the closet. <laughs> you misshapen Teddy Graham, you go fuck yourself, my nigga. So you gay because you got facts now? <laughs> oh man, I love it. Nigga, nigga look like he go to sleep with a snapback on. <laughs> the fuck? I don't trust no nigga. I don't trust no nigga that has a that only has one snapback in his arsenal for every occasion. Oh man, I don't trust no nigga like that. Uh-huh. I'm not putting no names out there, but suck my dick, nigga. Um, yeah, pick a lane, y'all. It's corny. Uh, song of the week. Uh, going to song of the week. I wonder what they're gonna say. You know, because this nigga's because I'm I I believe this nigga is bisexual. Um, I believe this nigga's bisexual, so I wonder what they're gonna say to me about playing another man shit when he's singing to and about another man. Mm. Y'all so insecure, bro. I I I don't know what to do with y'all, man. But they'll jam Frank Ocean on the low though. On the low, nigga. Frank coming. (laughs) Frank coming back. I'm telling you, Frank coming this fall. And these niggas not gonna know how to act, and all that shit they said gonna go out the window. Yep, it's gonna be a sad nigga summer. <laughs> uh, song of the week is Steve Lacey, in front of me. It is spelled I N F R U N A M I. It is the nigga pronunciation of in front of me. <laughs> Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good fucking episode today. Oh, man. We're going to be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
come back to me Cause I was blind to see That you were right in front of me You were right in front of me, girl I was blind to see That you were right in front of me And that was in front of me by Steve Lacey. Man. That, that that's some shit. Boy, Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey go hard in this motherfucker. I fucks with it. Uh, man, that is a slow jam for your ass, boy. Like, Steve Lacey is one of the best I mean, there are a lot of good things that have happened to the internet. Steve Lacey is at least in the top three. Two niggas listening to slow jams in the same room. Two niggas listening to R and B all all sensitive ass. Sensitive ass, moist ass niggas. That's what they call. That's the old niggas call you moist. America's moist wanted. wanted. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Suck my dick, nigga. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hey, you know. And they always try to turn. And it's so funny. They always try to turn that around. Oh, you want me to suck you? Well, would you gay? Would you gay my nigga? Bruh, don't start. Don't start. And and it only makes you look bad. I I say this shit because I am very. Uh, I, in case you haven't noticed, I'm very comfortable in my in, in my manhood. I say suck my dick quite often, and I'm not gonna stop anytime soon. I usually refer people to other penises, um, not necessarily my own. Bag of dicks, just a whole, mm-hmm. uh, just a just a, a charcuterie board of dicks. Just reach in the bag, pull one out. Just anyone, anyone, a whole charcuterie board of dicks. It could be. Wild caught or farm raised, just anyone, anyone. Get the get the Sam's Club family size box of dicks, organic or GMO, or you know, uh, you know, uh, d- d- gluten free frosted flake dicks. <sighs> anyway, uh, let's see what we got on the rundown, man. Oh, so it was a real hip hop ass week. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So it was. If you if you like Randall are are a Dipset fan, what? I just remember what I, what was it? What, which album was it? I mean, when you say fan, I mean you went pretty hard. Was it? Was it? Was it live in London? Uh, well, that's not an album. That that's a that's it's a it's a YouTube it's video. A YouTube video. Sure. It was just funny. Sure. Yeah. Like that I, was funny. Okay, liked, you're right. You're right. Let me set the record straight on this though. No, you're right. <laughs> I, I like some of their stuff, just yeah. like I like some of the Lox's stuff. Sure. Would I ride for either side? No. no. Okay, fair enough. Was I even going to tune in to the versus battle? Uh, no, nor was I. I was not. I just happened to be flipping through some stuff. And I said, let me take a peek. And what I saw when I turned it on was Jadakiss 
rapping over Who Got You. And I immediately remembered that this was a freestyle from like 10 years ago. And I was like, oh, this is different. (laughs) This is different. Yeah. That is putting it mildly. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw. And I was like, okay, so we're just not, we're not going for studio cuts. We're not going for album cuts. We're, we're going for, we're going for jugulars. That nigga looked at that nigga looked at Santana like, why the fuck am I even talking to you? Play my shit, Tech. Oh, what he? What, first of all, you know what you're doing in New York. See, the showmanship of this was was the real telltale sign of defeat. Mm-hmm. That man knew what he was doing. He knows where he is. See. This versus had to do a lot of things. And one of the things it had to do was uh, um, kind of divorce people from the narrative that there's an Atlanta bias to versus. <laughs> um, and if you are, it, it was one of those times where if you are from any other region or represent any other region of hip hop, we fuck with you. But tonight. Yeah. New York niggas got some business to handle. Yeah. And y'all got to y'all got to sit here and watch this shit. Um and when you a New York nigga, Locks is from Yonkers. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing when you put on who shot you. Yeah. You know what you're doing. They're just even if you don't remember that Kiss had a legendary freestyle off of that shit, you know that song, you know. What you've put in people's heads, right? You, 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 you've shown up for business. All praises, all burners, all raises, hands down, nigga. The game is all Jada's. What? I, I, just right there. And if you know Jada's shit, I don't know these niggas. They ain't familiar. I don't care who shot you. They didn't kill, kill you. you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Um. Anything, well, that, that, anything drop, I cop it in all flavors. He's a dick. You a pussy. Y'all neighbors. Man. <laughs> Bars. Woo! Bars. <laughs> that never gets tired. A lot of these niggas nice, but ain't none of them kiss. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Look, I, I like when I was not even going to watch it, I was like, well, Dipset had more commercial hits. They'll they'll probably just run away with this. And I Again, I was one who was just kind of sold to the fact that most recent verses have been just celebration of each artist's catalog. Where you just they didn't come do out, that this time. Yeah. Where you just come out, you're just like, oh, man, yeah I, yeah, I remember when you did that. That was hot. Let me play something. Oh, yeah, bro. I remember oh, no. that shit you did. That was hot. Oh, no. When, when, when the locks came out to the DMX intro... To dark and hell is hot. Yeah, we knew what time it was. We it, knew what introduced by Michael Buffer, who had no idea what the fuck he was doing there. Hey, he was getting that post pandemic check. Yeah, <laughs> just shit. And these niggas strolled out. They didn't stroll out. They marched out. They were ready for fucking war, and they were in shape. Well, I tell you, they looked like they looked and performed like they just got off of a tour. They've probably been performing the entire pandemic because they got to. Fam. These niggas were hungry. It was wild when they were like, yeah, we're the home team, so y'all can go first. And then Cam and them were like, we're the home team. Your boy J.D. was like, Cam, you live in Miami. Miami. 
I was like, yep. You niggas live in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Kiss, let me tell you something. And then, here's the thing. The real divide is that as jamming as Dipset was, Dipset, their hook, their real hook was always style. Mm-hmm. They the flat, like, like to compare them to niggas in your neighborhood, they the niggas who came up, who came up out of nothing, and, and now they the flashy niggas at every, at, at every party, at every event. Yeah. They the flashy niggas. Everybody know who they are. Everybody want to be over in VIP with them. The locks is the niggas that don't have any of that style, but they have all that respect and yep. twice as much. And they're going to rob those other niggas as soon as they leave the club. 100. The locks showed up wearing what they woke up in that day. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Wasn't shit stylish going on. Jada Kiss can't tell you what shirt he was wearing that day. It was a white shirt. Yes. <laughs> these niggas came for one reason. To show up, get this money, and bar these niggas up. Period. And that's the vibe that the locks have always given. So this, when you're talking about New York hip-hop, this is the ultimate clash of style versus substance. And... In this case, when you have a nigga like Jadakiss and the locks all together, but Jadakiss is a top five rapper, hardest out every time, Substance is going to win. Substance yeah. will triumph hard. Dipset, Dipset was trying to talk shit late in the game when when they yeah. did, when the locks dropped the Benjamins they were like oh see you gotta you gotta drop Puff songs meanwhile Puff is in the comments like shit they don't look like they need me <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh you gonna play Benjamins huh yeah I bet you gonna yeah. play Benjamins man tech hit that shit yeah and they played Benjamins on that ass my favorite part my favorite part of the entire battle was when. Jules Santana, who was asleep for most of the, the, the battle, apparently, you know, finally fixed his mouth, his raggedy mouth to say, y'all ain't got no songs for the ladies. And Jada was like, oh, he said we ain't got no song for the bitches and proceeded to do a 20 minute medley of songs of every R&B collab he's yeah. ever done. I was like, wow, this is. He this- got more. He got more songs for the ladies than them niggas do. Yeah. This nigga spent the whole early 2000s on everybody's remix, on everybody's album. This nigga, this nigga got songs with Mariah Carey, my nigga. What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? It was ugly, man. It was, it was real. It was embarrassing. It was an embarrassment. It really was, man. Y'all, go back to loving hip hop, bro. Yeah. It also highlights how a lot of New York rappers just don't have any showmanship yeah. anymore, and it 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 shows because. Dipset thought they could just come out there and get by on the strength of the popularity of their songs that were popping at one point. And the locks were like, nope, we are here to take your funds. We are here to body you. And by the time, for me, it was over, and I didn't know why I was watching them anymore. <laughs> by the time they got to uh, I'm from New York. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. You can say what you want about Ja Rule. You can say what you want about Ja Rule's catalog, but that was the, one of his hardest songs, and it came from a time when niggas were trying to act like they were over Ja Rule because 50 Cent was talking shit. 
um, the clapback era, as you as I would call it. Um, and Jada knew exactly where the fuck he was at. Jada knew exactly who came here, uh, who came here to listen, because these there were a couple of obscure joints that only heads would know, and everyone in the venue was singing mm-hmm. every word, including Fat Joe. Including especially Fat Joe, who was in the regular ass audience going up like a fan. That was the that was the peak of it to me. Because yeah. Fat Joe, he too was on I'm from New York. Yeah. That was what killed me. You know, he was ready for somebody to hand him a mic. Show <laughs> did talking about man, man, y'all ain't y'all ain't repping, y'all ain't repping. Man, t- t- you nigga, you I'm not from Miami. I don't do Twitter. Nigga, tech, play my shit, bro. And then and that hard ass that hard ass hundred guns beat comes on. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody lost their shit. Everybody in the venue was singing that shit. That's not a that's not a that that's not a catchy song. Like like as far as the verses, that's not a catchy song. No. And they were singing every lyric with this nigga. It was bad. It was embarrassing. It was hella embarrassing. Like, and you know, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure Sam Tanner got topped up. You know, his woman was there, all tittied up to the to the nines. Y'all know how Kim Bella do. She's all tittied up to the nine hundreds. Um, but he needed it. He needed it after that embarrassing defeat. Cam, Cam oh. was sleepy. I don't know if she really. She's probably like, hey man, you gotta you gotta sleep this one. You up. gotta eat that L. <laughs> Cam was sleepy. They were talking bad about Freaky Zeke. Freaky Zeke was annoying. Why were you even there? Why were you there? Why are you here? Why'd y'all bring this nigga? Jim Jones went home and, and did only upper body exercises. <laughs> <laughs> man, but after this, we have to consider Jada Kiss to be a versus like Maven or something like this motherfucker is insurmountable, bro. And I'm not just saying because let me tell you, kiss the kiss the game goodbye is still in my top five favorite albums. I'll still spin this shit. Like, f- bro, if knock yourself out, come on right now. And that was the thing; they didn't even need to come out with the with the super commercial hits. Mm-hmm. They were doing shit like banned from TV. Yeah. And Santana tried to be a little smart ass about, okay, all right, all right, we know they're going to play, we're going to make it now. They're going to play, we're going to make it. No, nah, nigga, we, nah, nigga, you're going to get some more of these freestyles and bars last. and B sides, nigga. Bro, just. If ever there were a testament to Jada Kiss. And, and don't let me don't let me discount the rest of the locks because there are no weak links in the locks. None. There are no weak links. Like you can say what you want about album sales or whatever. Sheik Looch will bar your ass up. Styles P will bar your ass up, and he gonna give you some hits and some juices. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and there are no weak links in this group, and still, Jada kissed LeBron this shit. Yeah, 
Well, the good news is now they get to go on tour with each other. And now they're going on tour. And state property. Guaran- and state property? And state property. Oh, shit. Guaranteed there will be fights. Oh, 100. This is this is the Source Awards 2.0. Yeah, this is so Source Awards on tour. <laughs> That's exactly shit what getting t- stolen every day. <laughs> they're, they're, oh, this is go. This is the shit we need a, a documentary for. I don't know if we need evidence. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounds like to me. Oh man, yeah, no. Michael Rappaport can't be following niggas around this time. Nah, he get his ass whooped. Uh, oh, well, he might get his ass whooped anyway. Um, so yeah, very very good time for hip hop. Very good moment for hip hop. Shout out to all my to all my all my Jada Kiss fans, all my Dipset fans. Uh, it's gonna be all right, dog. It, it, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Uh, Jimmy gonna go back to the gym. I noticed Jimmy being the gym hardcore. You know what this is? New York niggas all trying to get healthy. You know what this is? Method Man. Again. Yeah. Method Man look out here looking like a thirty year old. I just, and I just want to remind y'all: leg day is a day. <laughs> leg day is a day. <laughs> leg day shirts are available on appearswhileblack.com. Yeah. Because <laughs> even you ain't seen Method Man wearing no shorts in a while. This is true. This is Man. true. Uh, it's, we, e- it's easy to do pull ups and dips when your lower body is only fifteen pounds. <laughs> Y'all coming out here with these wheelchair legs. Yeah, Jimmy got back in the gym and shit. Uh, even Nori didn't stop smoking. Joe, but I remember that Joe Button. Joe Button looked up and found out Nori stopped smoking. It was like, am I the last of of the smokers? Yes. Am I last place? Yes, you might be. Yes, you might be. I still can't get over the fact that you know the way they call Drake Champagne Poppy, they call Joe Button Newport Poppy. <laughs> The funniest shit I have ever heard in my life. Uh, cigarettes are stupid. <laughs> I said it. I don't care. Um, yeah, man. Um, so speaking of hip hop, you you know where I'm going. There is a new Nas album out. If ever there were a moment when yeah. D. Randall wants wants more than anything to disengage, is at the talk of a new Nas album. I just, man, as an old head, it, it's tough for me because you know, coming up, this is a guy who's shit. We're almost the same age. Who I was like, man, this dude at one point was one of my favorite lyricists, and he very quickly got old and boring. I will admit the first time I ever freestyled to anything, it was to the beat to uh, Nas is like and that. You know, that's yeah. That was <laughs> that was the Trojan horse, man, of a man who's who ninety seven ninety seven percent of his catalog has been uninspired trash. <laughs> you know, Fonte really said that that nigga was the M Night Shyamalan of hip hop. He is, yes. That nigga got you know M Night Shyamalan got six cents. Um, the unbreakable universe and everything else is what it is. It, it's just you can take it or leave it. And and Nas has Nas has Illmatic. Some people will argue Stillmatic. No, I won't. I am not people. <laughs> I am not people on that one. Uh, and he has. I I say 
he has 1.5 hot albums because he has Illmatic and he has assorted singles across his discography that you can put together maybe in a number ones compilation. He is the epitome of like music you don't play for the girls. You know they can't get, they can't get jiggy to that shit. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like and it, it's I appreciate him being an adult, but that shit is wild boring. Here's a pro tip: if you ever want a woman's pussy to dry up, uh, play rapidy rap, and y'all know what I mean yeah. by rapidy rap. I mean, the women ain't coming over to hear Fonte. You know, I'm saying we. You know, when I was foreign exchange, yes, but Fonte, no. When I was, you know, when I was in the game, barring it up, <laughs> you know, our shit was not. It was not pussy magnet rap at all. Not a lot of ladies in the audience. None at all. So you know, don't don't you know, you got to meet. You got to set your expectations on it. Again, you know, if you want to, if you want to drive pussy woman's pussy up real quick. Uh, but you want some music to play Call of Duty to as well? Go and put that black thought on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Black thought be rapping hard. You rap- I mean, black thought hard. He one of the hardest alive. That's not what I'm playing when the women come over. But your gal gonna go take a nap. One hundred percent. Until you let her know when it's over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. King's Disease Two. Uh, well, first of all, it was trash. Second of all, that's the other thing. It's called part two. Nobody asked. Nobody gave a shit about part one. King's Disease One wasn't hard enough for to give us a sequel. That's like y'all giving us Transporter Four. You know, I always get offended when people say rap is a young man's game. But then I listened to this album, and I was like, well, I mean, y'all kind of got a point. This dude has a song about brunch. <laughs> he has a song called. <laughs> Sunday brunch. The song is not a metaphor for anything. The song is literally about, about going brunch. to brunch on Sunday. He says oh, he uses the phrase Sunday fun day in a song. That nigga at fifty fifteen paying too much for 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 uh <laughs> for fucking martinis and shit. As a forty eight year old man, this dude made a song about brunch because in the song. The chick that he's trying to holler at likes brunch. He goes on to describe a vivid portrayal of brunch, including some guy who brought his son to brunch with him and his son looks like him. Sir, that is often what happens when people give birth to children. Their children look like them. You wasted bars putting that shit in a song. That's the equivalent of Hove doing the black entrepreneur joint. Yeah, like, look, man, 27 years ago, a young Nasir, used to, he, he uttered the phrase, the name is Nas and you know how it runs. I'm waving automatic guns at nuns. Provocative. Breathtaking. Now, this dude is including bars in his album about investing in IPOs. <laughs> And we let him make it on that one. I let him make it on that one because it was just it was a passing was reference. I was like, you know what? That is smart investing, sir. Because he was like, I don't have to invest in Maybacks and all these other depreciating assets. I invested IPOs. But also it was timely because that's what that's what the come up is for niggas now. Is that niggas that niggas that ain't ain't got three listens on SoundCloud to rub together 
suddenly made these come-ups off of fucking crypto and, and Robin Hood and shit. We didn't ask for this. We didn't. We did not ask we for didn't. this. We didn't. We did not. The only bright spot of the entire album is Lauren Hill's verse. Lauren Hill, let me tell you something. This is going to be a... As a matter of fact, time mark this. Okay. This is going to be a little controversial. I, t- I said we had to start doing the time marks again. Uh, 57... Mm-hmm. 15. Um, Lauren Hill bodied Nas. If you put that verse up to anything Nas did on King's Disease 2, she bodied him. Oh, that's not controversial at all. She bodied him. It's truth. That's like Eminem. Well, uh, some of y'all hate Eminem. That's like that. That's like Renegade. Where's he funny? <laughs> he he'll, he'll come out for that one. Um, Corniest rapper alive. Oh man And you know what And that's another one of my points People can't wait To to dog Eminem so bad For his decline Since the height of his Since the height of his His notoriety of his fame Nas is going through The exact same decline The exact same one And niggas are still Putting him on their backs it's unbelievable. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, it, Lauren Hill said, I'm working on my greatness. I'm trying to save them all, but they, they're talking about my lateness. That was hard. You know, that I, was hard. I, I enjoyed the meta in that. That Yeah, that was. She she broke the fourth wall on that one. Mind <laughs> you, ma'am, I will still never book you for a gig. Not once. <laughs> Not once. You still late. Never buying another ticket. Ever. Oh, man. But yeah, man. Like, if we're gonna dog out Eminem, and he's earned, and he's earned a lot of that criticism because he's put out some shit in the past ten years that ain't been it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I do go up to some of it in the, it, 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 during workout time, but that's different. We have to keep the same energy about uh, a nigga who has spent 40, 30, 40 years squandering his potential. On bullshit and bad look, man. I like Hit Boy. Yeah. But every hot producer ain't for every artist. I also feel like Nas didn't pick the better tracks from Hit Boy. He is not helping his legend as a terrible beat selector at all. And all of that combined to make something that I can only call This is not it. This is not it. It's not it. Throw up your hands for Sunday Fun Day. <laughs> that nigga said Sunday Fun Day in a verse, dog. Multiple oh, times. Oh my god, it was hard. It, it was hard to sit through. It was. I didn't finish it. I did not finish it. Randall finished it because he because, is a, because he is a scholar of the form. No, do not <laughs> speak of me that way. I finished it. Because I was cutting grass and I had nothing else to do. That's the only reason. No, sir. Damn. Don't give me that much credit. Yeah, man. So we will, we're we're gonna give. Um, yeah, we're gonna give King's Disease two. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna give it two Moderna shots out of five. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna say two. Uh, Fish Eye Lens belly outtakes out of five, but you know, <laughs> we can go with that too. Damn. 
Oh man, it is sad. The one of the best things Nas has done since Illmatic is Belly. Wow. And I'm guarantee I guarantee Belly is in the low tens on Rotten Tomatoes as we speak. I was gonna say one of the best things he's done since Illmatic is Free Khalees. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, one of the best things he's done since Illmatic is uh, pretend he was actually pretend Nicki Minaj was actually fucking him. Damn! Oh Damn. man! I, yeah, everybody forgot about that shit. Um. Oh boy, what else is going on? Oh, the price just went up for some people. Let's go. Um, some of you may know Prentice Penny, um, a showrunner, executive producer on Insecure. As well as uh, I think it's, I think he I think he worked on Pause with Sam J. Um, actually, we didn't talk enough about that. Pause with Sam J. Ended up having a good season. That was a it was a short first season, but that was good. I still got to go back and watch the rest of it. That shit was dope. I like that. Um, I'm I'm really hoping for Sam J. to come back. Um, never seen a never seen a stud pull her titties out on live TV. Um. So, um, Prentice Penny just got, he just inked a deal with Disney. Disney has, um, has an imprint or whatever you would call it, uh, called Onyx, where they are, um, basically focusing on black content. Turn them up, turn them up, turn them up. Oh, different nope, Onyx. Nope, okay. nope, Sorry. nope, nope, not Fredro Star Onyx. Time to get live, live, <laughs> live like a wire. <laughs> I'll set a whole choir on fire. See, those were lyrics, man. <laughs> Did we ever see Onyx and the Fushnikins in the same place at the same time? No, because nobody was booking either one. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. Princess, Princess Penny. I'm sorry. Uh, Princess Penny just inked a deal with Disney to head up to head up their Onyx collective, which is them focusing on. Um, uh, black talent and focusing on black content. Um, that is huge. That's what's up. That is huge. Not only that Disney's doing that, but there are a lot of people they could have got. You hear that too, right? I hear music playing. I don't know from where. I don't know from where. I don't know. Maybe not in here. Um, but yeah, that was... Uh, uh, so, they're... That collective, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the fact they could there's a lot of people they could have gone and they could have went and got. Princess Penny is is a big name right now. Yeah. But there are bigger names. And they went they they did their research and they went and got and they went and got him. So good on them and good on him uh for making himself available for that come up. There's a lot of people that that are getting they're getting picked off of those. I won't say the sidelines, but they're getting they're getting picked in the in the lower leagues. Like that's not a Larry Wilmore name. Yeah. Um, Justin Simeon, dear white people, H Town, my my fellow my my former schoolmate. Um, he just inked a Paramount deal, a development deal with them. Mm. Um, again, making me question every move I have made. <laughs> Ever in life since the third grade. Damn. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um I didn't I didn't have I didn't have like 
aspirations in the third grade of where I wanted to go to middle school and shit. Uh, it, these motherfuckers go to PVA and don't look back. I was just trying to color. You know what I'm saying? Sam! <laughs> Sam, I was just one, I just waited for I was just waiting for recess so I could go outside and play X-Men with my niggas. Yeah. Wow. Now I was I was in third grade when X-Men dropped. Okay. I got you. Uh, I forgot I'm the only old one in here. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I was when the X-Men dropped, we had never seen no shit like that, and everybody and their mama wanted to be Wolverine. Damn. Niggas got in fights because they, they, they called Wolverine first, <laughs> and then nobody heard. Um, either Wolverine or Gambit. Nobody wanted to be Cyclops. Everybody else, you were a bum. <laughs> nobody was calling Cyclops. <laughs> um, I was Iceman, for the record. Um... You're hearing that music, right? Somehow that was coming from my phone. Okay. Oh, okay. It's off now. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Justin. Uh, don't forget the little people. Well, he's probably... I mean, if he had if he didn't remember the little people by now, he ain't going to remember them. So, I'm saying. yeah, it's cool. Um, you know, just when that Longfellow, that Longfellow reunion come around, just, you know, remember... Oh, man, take back to Longfellow Elementary! <laughs> Um, and here's one for you, Sterling Stilo Brim. How the black dude from Ridiculousness just inked a first look deal with Paramount Plus and MTV Studios. This is going to be part of the Ridiculousness universe or some <laughs> <No>. shit. <laughs> first of all, and you're joking, but you don't know this because you don't keep up with MTV like that. But they. They have enough ridiculousness spinoffs to last a lifetime now. Uh-huh. So they have ridiculousness, which is just going strong as fuck still. Yeah. They're still making new episodes. As long as people shit. keep doing dumb shit, of course. Um, there's a spinoff starring Tiffany Thiessen, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Kelly from Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. What up, Kelly? Called Deliciousness, which is all about viral cooking videos like Cooking faux pas and all that kind of shit, but okay. it's all related to food. Okay. And it's got her, Kel, and Angela from the office. Kel Mitchell? Kel Mitchell. <sighs> Glad to see him working. Glad to see him working. Black has not cracked for him. I'll say that. Yeah. And Angela from the office, who is funny. Yeah. She's cornball white funny, but she's funny. She's definitely one of my favorite people that nobody talks about in the office. Um,. Yes, I st- I'm still working on my office binge. I got like two seasons ago. Um, I like Tiffany. I, I have to say, I I was not a fan of Kelly from Saved by the Bell, but I like MILF Tiffany Thiessen. That's just that's cornball, but not too cornball where you think she might be racist. <laughs> Who would have thought she would have grown up to be finer than Lark Voorhees? Oh, man. What happened, bro? What Cr- happened? Crack. Actual oh, drugs. Jesus Christ. Always. Every time. Her and Maya Campbell, dog. Um, and they have another spinoff called Adorableness, which is cute viral videos okay. starring some black dude that some black dude that they got from somewhere I can't imagine. And Allison Hannigan. Wow. One time at Bandcamp Chick? Willow. Wow. Willow from Buffy. Yeah, so Steelo Brim is going to be on and, and so insignificantness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
Is Chanel West Coast going there with him? <laughs> no, she still could convince herself she got a music career. Talentlessness. <laughs> oh, damn. Hmm? <laughs> I actually listened to that nigga's podcast. That nigga's crazy. Who? Uh, Stilo. Oh. Wine and weed. They, they they drink wine and 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 get high and talk shit like us, except they're high. Chanel West Coast is so bad that she had me agreeing <laughs> with Charlemagne the God on some shit. Oh no! <laughs> She's on good songs. She's just not good on them. Name one. She was uh, that French. Mon- well, she was on French Montana joint that was good. He doesn't have good songs. <laughs> Oh my god He's a light skinned Wally Look I- <laughs> wait, wait a minute hmm? No lies No lies Anybody Yo Anybody it, 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 Let me point out something This is why I'm happy for this nigga Because He is using Look No 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 He is leveraging some shit To his advantage What He can, Look This nigga is Michael B. Jordan's best friend that's right. He is you know a, what? He is essentially turtle. <laughs> he is the yeah. turtle yeah. to Michael B. Jordan's Vincent Chase. Because we all know turtle. They, they, people made jokes about turtle, but that nigga had a come up every time. He did. He did. That nigga had a come up. He was. He went from selling shoes to fucking Ronda Rousey. Or getting his ass beat by. <laughs> or getting his ass beat by Ronda Rousey as well. You know. People talk about the Entourage guys, but everything worked out well for all of the Entourage guys. Yeah. <laughs> right down to Johnny Drama. <laughs> yeah. Turtle Turtle did have a come up. Right. And you know, yeah, of course, you know if you were best friends with Mike B. Jordan, you'd be getting so much adjacent <sighs> adjacent ass. Man, God knew who to put me. <laughs> God knew who to put me with. He put you with me. He put he put me with you. He put me with Euphonic. My boring ass. Fam. Because if Michael B. Jordan's best friend, I'd have every STD known to mankind. Get some air horns. No. No. I was being facetious. I would have every STD known to mankind and at least six pending paternity cases. Oh, man. In three states. Pull out game week. <laughs> like, do you do you realize all the pussy that Michael B. Jordan never sees? The the Passover pussy, as they they've called it. Yeah. Like, he walked by me at the club because he was with Lori. He didn't even look over my way. I, don't worry. Someone looked over your way. Someone in his camp looked over her way. Mm-hmm. It was it was Stilo Brown. Might have been Stilo. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I am a proponent of one nigga putting all the other niggas in and all the other niggas using their work ethic to leverage that into some shit to make to make something of themselves. That's what we want. That's true. White people do it all the time. Absolutely. White people do this all the time, and nobody calls them on that on their nepotism. Marky Mark, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. He brought that up because he knows I fucking hate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Fuck Mark Wahlberg, honestly. 
Feel it. Feel it. Come on. <laughs> feel it. Feel it. <laughs> the corniest motherfucker on the planet is one of the premier actors of the 20th and 21st century. What the fucking fuck? I, it, it is evidence. White people do this all the time. And nobody calls them on that nepotism. Here's one for you. The whole cast, the, the main cast of girls, all those women are the descendants of someone famous in New York. I did not know In that. real life. Lena Dunham's, Lena Dunham's parents are artists. Mm. Uh, Allison Williams is Brian Williams' daughter. Okay. Um, the other two are like, are daughters of like, Famous artists that are like kind of New York famous though, but they're all like in that same circle. Like that is maximum nepotism, and that show went for like five seasons. And to date, the only good thing that show gave us is Adam Driver. I could not tell you one thing about that show. I sat through that show way longer than I should have. Mm. I sat through that show longer than I should have for varying for varying reasons in my taste and humor. But yeah, I you know I, that is maximum nepotism. I'm just saying. So I'm not mad when niggas use it. Um speaking of white people of uh milk toast white people um, I recently I'm not, I recently heard an interview on another podcast. Um, it doesn't matter with who, really. It doesn't matter what they were really talking about. But it brought me to a conclusion. I am okay. Look, I have come to learn that I am okay with white people um, in the hip-hop culture. I, like, I realize that them being visitors in our genre is kind of a is kind of an unavoidable side effect of mainstream success and crossing over. Hard to avoid. I get it. Um, if there's big money going around, it's gonna pass through some white hands. I understand. Having said that, I still think that we should make an effort towards keeping some things for us. We should make an effort towards making people understand that they're visitors and that a visitor's pass is not an all-access pass. Mm -mm. In a lot of cases. Having said that, I don't want to hear white people's opinions about verses. I don't. Love or hate verses... No matter whether you love what it's become, whether you hate what it's become, or whether you are just in the middle and don't give a shit one way or the other. I feel like Versus is the closest thing we have or should have to the cookout. I was going to say Club Quarantine is probably closer to that. Club Quarantine probably. But 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 yeah. D but D nice shout out everybody. So that's we can't true. really you know, that's 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 not what that venue is for. That's true. And then D nice out here selling Ford trucks and shit. I, it, it, you know, that's not what that venue is for. It may have started out that way and there may be DJs like it that should be more like the cookout. Like probably ninth. Mm-hmm. 
Ninth Wonder does his thing. But for the most part, Versus is the cookout. It's the thing where everybody's like, I know what I'm doing Sunday night. Or I know what I'm doing Wednesday night or whatever. And it's the cookout that everybody going to show up to on a weekday. Yeah. It fits, it fits the description, but on a digital social media level. And I don't want to hear what white people think about it. So there was somebody on some podcast that said Rosenberg. Something? Rosenberg. Oh. I'm not going to put the podcast out there because I don't want to sound like I'm dissing them. Because I know that they talk to everyone. Yeah. And they, they, you know, they pride themselves on talking to the other side and understanding. I'm not mad at that. Rosenberg? One, I never want to hear the opinion on, on hip-hop from anyone named Rosenberg, no matter how famous they are. Mm. And I just, I think that should be something for us. I do. I think, and, you know, like, I understand the white, the people, because as it is, people are against, people think white people should not be a part of Versus anyway. Because people were trying to do Justin Timberlake and like Usher. Mm-mm. And we don't want that. Even if it was somebody other than Justin Timberlake that we kind of fuck with, I don't want that. You know, I I like snow, but I don't want snow in a versus. I think there should be some things that are just for us and that and that have a cultural resonance with specifically us. And that's what the culture needs. And that's what the culture has been missing for some time. And I think Swiss and Tim tapped into that. Scott Storch being an exception. Scott Storch is he's. He just wants to do coke and play keys. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really have shit to say. Right. You know, and so, yeah, I just, that's just where I am with it. I, I, just, wanted, I just wanted to express that. I, I just, I don't want white people in my verses. I don't. I don't want white people's opinions on it. I don't want white people. I mean, you, you're free to watch it. You free, if you're a hip-hop fan, just a regular person, I don't give a shit. We can talk about it, whatever. You're free to love it, hate it, whatever. But as far as, like, visitors, <clears throat> like Rosenberg, I don't give a shit what you have to say. It, I don't, and I don't know if he had a bad, necessarily a bad opinion or a hot take or whatever. I don't care. I don't want to hear it from you. I know too much, so I'll just fair enough. I'll just say that I don't. I don't give a shit about what he says or thinks. That's a good. That, okay, that's that's a fair standpoint. Um. Yeah. Okay, we're a little ahead. Married at first sight. <laughs> I can't believe y'all got me watching this shit. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Married at first sight, bro. Okay, predictions. Now, at, okay. for where we are. Yeah. Three episodes in. Three episodes in. Now, some of the white people will get mentioned. We don't really give a shit about the white people. Get them out the way. Yeah. We don't give a shit about the white people. Ryan and Brett don't care. I, I, Ryan, Ryan. Ryan sniffs panties. He sniffs panties. He He's not attracted to Brett. But he saw them titties, and he's like, now you, know, you know what? We can make them work. <laughs> you will keep me around a little longer. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of boring. They like they they both always appear to be on the verge of some type of complete emotional collapse. Exactly, and some type of panic attack. And I'm just like, one of them's about to go crazy. And he definitely snips panties. One hundred. He's he's a weirdo on some level that I can't I can't put my finger on. And it's probably him that he sniffs panties. 
And one thing I don't trust about her as a white woman is she doesn't like any country and Western music. Neither yeah. do I. But for a white woman to not be in the country and Western. A lily white woman. I'm like, hmm. I ain't never met them. They ain't going to work. They always know some country. Yeah. Even the ones that, that that don't like country music, they always know some country shit. They at least know boot scooting boogie. Fam. That's weird. Um, so, predictions for Zach and Michaela. This will be out of character for me to say. Did 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 the okay. now now before you predict? Okay. Did the tide not shift from episode to episode? Well, not from episode to episode, but I, I don't know. They, don't they, you feel the the gravity shifting a little? They, I, I feel like they kind of told things a little bit out of order. Um, definitely, when she first saw him and when she was coming down the aisle, and she was like, "Oh, he's beautiful," I was like, "Yep, Zach, you about to tear it up." One hundo. And then the second thing she said to him was, "You ready to have some little, some little Zachs, some little, some little she kids?" She did. She said, "So your name is Zach or Zachary? Is Zach, it, it, it's Zachary, but you can call me Zach. You want some little Zacharys? I got you." <laughs> that was the second thing she said to him, not even knowing his last name. Red flag. I mean, should have been, should have been. But then she goes, "You're very handsome. I could see myself." Uh, I can see myself kissing you. Yeah. And it was always very much looking at him. She looked at him like Lakeith Stanfield looked at Issa Rae in the photograph the whole movie. Yeah. The thing is, the the one thing that I think is going to be a problem with him is that he's kind of a nerd. He's kind of corny. A little bit. He, he's kind of he's on that. You know, you can it, tell he's had to make himself over to be less corny. When his parents were describing him to her, and like, yeah, he, you know, he might start talking about video games or something. She was just like, uh, you know, yeah, like her, her shit started drying up on the spot right there. Well, and then she looked at, and then and then she got to be alone with him again, and all that went away. She, I mean, she's obviously trying to get the pipe. Very much so. She's she she has been frustrated sexually for some time. Mm-hmm. This is this has been made obvious. Um, she's getting see. This is what I'm talking. See, you see it now. What I what I was mm-hmm. talking about originally with how they start off giving you the dopamine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She knows this, and she is inhaling the dopamine. Yeah, akin to Al Pacino and Scarface. Yeah. She's sniffing the Coke Mountain of dopamine. Now, for me, as a, as a more mature person now, Zach is 27 years old. And she's what, 30? She's 30. Okay. His longest relationship is nine months. Hers is 364 days. There is a 0% chance that this is going to work out. <laughs> beyond, beyond sex. They're, 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 they'll probably start off humping like rabbits. And then one day someone's going to want to discuss feelings and there won't be anything there to discuss. Their, their He's minds. He's not going to say the thing that she wants him to say correct. verbatim. And there's going to be a domestic dispute. Correct. <laughs> and if, if any of the previews are a clue to that, <laughs> she's going to go off a few times. Boy, I ain't seen a meltdown like that since like the old challenge days and yeah. shit. So that they, they'll be fun to watch. They're going to be very. Fun I have to watch. a feeling that he won't. 
I think that she will be overwhelming for him. Oh yeah. Um, she's asking for a lot, and he doesn't realize it. Yeah, he's only twenty seven. Again, I remember being twenty seven, and that's like, uh. see, I, I, and and I went through the process just watching the previews with him because, basically, he fell for all the window dressing mm-hmm. that I fall for in most relationships. Hmm. Tell me about it. That's the sham wow. That is the sham wow. <laughs> is is all the things they know you like up front. Mm-hmm. They give you that. That's the dopamine. That for men, that's the dopamine. He was like, "Oh, you still look good without your makeup on," and she was like, "I still have some on though." She got no panties on though. That I, she had no <laughs> panties on in the wedding dress. She thought they were gonna go right upstairs to the suite. She was. She wasn't ready for all that talking she had to do afterwards, mm. and all of that. Is her giving him the dopamine? Yeah. The dopamine means something sometimes the same, but also has differences culturally between men and women. And the dopamine is her not being able to take her eyes off him. Oh, God, when they were doing the whole thing with the lap dance and shit, mm-hmm. she was staring dead at his crotch the whole time. The entire time. Not casual about it at all. I'm going to say something else that's going to be out of character for me. Okay. As crazy as she comes across. Oh, he ain't shit. I bet you the box is fire. Yes. Yes. Have you. Y'all have got to start listening to me when I've tried to tell y'all time and time again, there is no better sex in existence than toxic sex. Give me what the air. Yeah, go ahead. And that's where they're going to start. I think that's where they're going to start their marriage. 100%. And then the moment that somebody wants to talk about feelings, it's downhill. It's going to be her. Yeah. It's going to be her. He's not going to say the right thing, and it's going to be a shouting match. Love it. And by shouting match, I mean her doing all the shouting. Yes. Gil and Myrna. Myrna. There you go. I think Gil got the rawest deal of everybody. Gil got sham wild. The rawest deal of everyone there. Um, they matched a cheap dude with a woman <laughs> with expensive tastes who has been described by many people as high maintenance. <laughs> who has already set a pussy embargo before walking the aisle. This is, mind you, this is someone who was daring enough to marry someone, legally marry someone, sight unseen, but draws a, a, a hard line between Kissing on the lips. And really turned and gave him the cheek to kiss. Yeah. And, and, de- and demanded that he do the same so that, you know, for the sake of appearances. Fam, Gil got sham wowed. And all his homeboys know it. Oh, yeah. All his homeboys know it. You know, they, they, his, his, his text messages were blowing up that night. Like, bruh, it's a wrap. Because they were all talking. They were like, so what are the expectations? So you're hitting it tonight, right? I mean, probably. Nah. Nah, nah B. Nah, and, and meanwhile, they're having the complete opposite conversation in the bride's, in yeah. the bride's room. Well, if I got to wait a week, six months, a year. That's what we're going to do. You know, six months in the span of 40 years is, is, is a blink of an eye. Sir. <laughs> Bruh, you said that shit in Sorry. front of them friends. Yeah. But they know better. 
his his friends are already lining up some side pieces for him. His friends were trying to knock down the bridesmaids. Yeah. I'm telling you, his friends just have the look of ain't shit. <laughs> I, I'm telling you that they're his entourage. Yeah, he's the good looking Dominican fireman dude. Works that well worked out all the time. Them dudes, I guarantee you, they I guarantee you they spent most of the 2010s as club promoters, riding that man's career to the top. Yeah, I know they did. And they're so disappointed that he is throwing it all away for this fucking, uh, I don't even know what character to call her. This fucking Cersei Lannister chick. Damn. I, I, I know they're disappointed. Yeah. That- the ride is over. The free ride is over. When she came out in the, the, the full union, uh, the full like Paul Bunyan flannel This woman went pajamas. to sleep in flannel. I was like, yeah. She went to sleep in flannel and turned over, turned yeah. over the opposite side from it. Yeah, like they're it's it's their honeymoon night and butts are touching, not even touching. Oh, she made the little she made the little pillow fort. Yeah, fam. Yeah, it's it's Gil got sham wow. That's gonna be real entertaining. That's gonna be real entertaining. And if the previews are any insight. I'm plugged in. I'm plugged in. This shit about to be real exciting. He's going to cheat. One hundred percent. There's gonna be some love should have brought your ass home last night. <laughs> it sounds like love should have brought Zach home. Use <sighs> a motherfucking lie. Oh, oh, I knew it was. I was like, oh shit, she turned up. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. The toxicity is just about to is about to go all the way up, and then it looks like these couples don't even fuck with each other. Because you know that's the thing about the honeymoon thing is that they go on all these events together. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that sucks. They go on all these events and everything for the honeymoon thing together. Mm-hmm. Um, they have dinner together and shit. I mean, they go to they go to sleep, you know, respectively, but. They do all the turnups together, and then that happens for like a week, and then they go back to, and then they go back to Houston, they go back to life, and back that's when reality. all the yeah, that's when the do, that's when they take the dopamine away. Mm-hmm. So we've got another week or two of dopamine. The dopamine, we're still in the dopamine era. Like, like how do you request time off work for this? That's what I've always wondered about this show. That's why I know all these motherfuckers have affluent jobs, if they have a job at all. Because ain't no working class. I I can't call off them. I, I, I can't tell my job I'm going to be gone for eight weeks to be on reality TV and have a job when I get back. I, 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 like, do they normally come back and then have to like go back to work while they're doing this shit? Are, are they? They go when they come when they come back. Um, I, I believe they film in, like last season, it looked like they just filmed constantly. That's weird. And because they set up apartments for them, but I think mm. that might've been because of COVID. Mm. Cause they set up, they set up, they had actually a, actual apartments set up for them. Uh, when they got back, we just didn't see much of it because Chris and Paige could not stand the sight of each other long enough to stay together. Interesting. I look. I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I just this this whole thing is stupid and it confuses me and I'm intrigued. 
I think I think Bow and Johnny might be okay. They're they're both just so boring. Yes, boring. Yes, they have nowhere else to be but with each other. Correct. There's no there there's no one else they are compatible to be with except each other. They probably they're probably going to get home and realize that they have matching protractors. <laughs> you use the TI eighty to eighty one too? Yes, I do. <laughs> Oh, I like the 82 better. I'm telling you. They, they, there's no one boring enough. This 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 woman said that she bakes cakes with spreadsheets. Yes. And this dude I, has five versions of the exact same outfit. Exact same. He's the Asian version of Jim from The Office. Uh, yeah. It took him 30 minutes to unbutton her dress. Woo, buddy. That told me everything I needed to know. That told me everything I needed to know about how their sex life is going to go. Yeah. It's going to be the weirdest, most awkward shit you've ever heard of in your life. Like, I'm used to sleeping with a body pillow. She quickly obliged <laughs> and slapped two pillows right there. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Oh, so, the body pillow thing is weird. So there's... Oh, so we still got Jose and... Bruh. Jose got a dark secret. Jose and his beard. <laughs> and I don't mean the one on his face. <laughs> Jose has a dark secret. And that dark secret is that he is a hobosexual. Yeah. It, Everybody it, kept saying that their wedding pictures look like he married, like, like she married her gay best friend. I, I'm just saying. He was trying hard. And the only time I've seen anybody try hard like that. Is Mark Wahlberg stalking Reese Witherspoon in fear? And by try hard, I'm talking about the acting. Yeah, it was. It's there. That one is going to be a weird one because I have a feeling that he's going to play nice for a while because he's trying to play the role. But at some point, when they have some type of discord between them, it's going to kick in. He's going to realize, like, you know what? She's trying not to see it. Yeah. She's trying she, she's not to see 100%. that there's something up with him. Yeah. And and that works for a time. But when the dopamine wears off, mm. it's hard to not it's hard to look away. So what 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 is what is the what is the ratio, I guess? Or what is the percentage of couples that tend to stay together on these shows? Oh, let's see. Out of 5, how many typically stay together? It's a it's usually two or three out of the five. Okay, I I think I think last season it was definitely it was definitely two couples. Let's see, it was it was the it was Brianna, finance Brianna, and the Dominican dude, and it was uh, Eric and Virginia who both looked like one big complaint to the manager, uh, <laughs> because. Ryan and Clara stayed together for the show, but I just found out that they got divorced, probably because Ryan still hasn't given her any any dick, uh, which was the whole problem the whole season. He never said I love you, and he never get and he never fucked her. Well, I think that I think there's the possibility that only two make it this season. Uh, I'm going to say two make it. I think Bow and Johnny are going to make it just because... Bow and Johnny are going to make it... I 
think Ryan and Brett that are was, going to make it somehow. That's the other one that I was going to say. I think they're they're both just sad enough to say, you know what, fuck it, might as well. I think Jose and what's her name are going to be the wild card. It 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 it, it completely depends on whether or not he's gay. <laughs> If he decides to come oh, out, it don't if, look good. If he decides to come out, it's a wrap. Oh, 100. 100. Yeah. Um, Gil and Myrna, no. No, no. We, we don't even have, No, that's Zach not going to happen. I just hope Zach no. and Michaela don't hurt each other before it's over. Zach and Michaela are not going to make it, but I guarantee you they're going to be the excitement of every every week. Every week is going to be a different Bossup article about how Zach is blowing this and how Michaela is insane. Yeah, I'm t- I don't. I, but I get it, Zach. Sometimes the titties keep you. It's true. Seven, man. That box. He can't. He can't. And she's thirty, so she's yeah. seen it. So well, no, she thinks she's seen it all. Yeah. We hit when women hit thirty. When black women, you know, not even black women. When women hit thirty, they think they see it all. Niggas too, I guess. And uh, so you you not he's not coming up with anything she hasn't heard of at right. twenty seven. So if he's full of shit, it's not gonna be a it's not gonna be a well kept full of shit. And she gonna she gonna go straight from zero to one hundred. Yep, real quick. And I don't, and I almost don't blame her because they gonna end up on boss every week. It's gonna be a boss article and a griot article for them every week. <laughs> I guarantee it. I'm, I'm calling it now. They are the Chris and Page of this shit. Damn. Uh, great time to take a break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the Least Sober Team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. Yeah. We are black. Yeah. We are opinionated. Uh-huh. And I realized I was drinking straight for that whole segment. Yeah, that was looking kind of scary for a second. Like I have Coke available to me, and I was, I just decided I was just gonna pour a little a little drink. Coca Cola, Coca Cola. I, <laughs> I know we were just talking about Scott Storage. Right. <laughs> Coca Cola. We have no, to make no, that distinction. No endorsement. No endorsement. <laughs> we have to make that distinction. Um. Oh. Oh, oh yeah! I I forgot. I forgot there was a fight. I always talk about the fight. Oh, there was a man. fight. Yeah. Oh. I don't have much to say because I'm so disappointed. Oh. Lewis, Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis. Let man, Derek Lewis. To quote the Green Arrow, "You have failed this city. You have failed this city. Texas UFC fighters are on the come up right now." They are. They just, they reckon right now. Shout out to Alonzo Minifield. Um, shout out to Jessica, what's her name? Coming for that, coming for that Amanda Nunez glory. Um, I, I mean, she's still going to get her ass whooped, but yeah. nonetheless, she, she's going for it. Um, Derek Lewis got his ass waxed. And you know, it wouldn't have been so bad. Like, it, it, you know what? You go into a UFC fight, you can easily get your chin caught, and, you know, it is what it is. It was just when, when, a, when, a, when a man, when a, when a French man walks into the arena 
to the sounds of still tipping by Paul Wall and Slim Thug. Oh man! On your home turf. That's disrespect right there. Like at that point, you cannot lose. You you got to bring the hands. You got to bring the hands for the culture. You got to bring the hands for the city. You, you got to bring the hands, man. Just, you got to show up, dog. You have to show yeah. up. And yeah, he was he was he was he was down for the count, man. That 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 hurt me to watch. That was an embarrassment. It is with deep regret that I now have to declare that he's from the north side. <laughs> that nigga spent too much time in Mr. A's. I mean, he 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 stays out in Cyprus. Oh, or whatever. So Ooh. so that's so now, you know, now we got to now there's a, that nigga. there's a burn notice. We got to <laughs> Oh shit. We got to separate ourselves. Now. Oh man, we've exiled him. Yeah, man. He's he stays in Cyprus, so now we got to make that distinction like oh. Yeah, Houston get, didn't get the ass whooped last night. Uh, Northside got the ass whooped. He, yeah, because I, I gotta tell you, no Southside nigga would catch skippity paps like that. Because what the name of those, those, those twins from A Leaf, the boxers, the Charlo brothers? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still got hands, right? They Facts. still hold it down. Southside. Derek Lewis caught a charcuterie board of skippity paps. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw him getting kicked in the leg a bunch of times and just grimacing after each one, like. I mean, the dude just had combos for his ass. And Derek, I've never seen him that sluggish. I've never seen, he must have got some pussy before the fight. You know, they tell you, they tell you you can't fight, you can't have sex before a fight. Yeah. A certain amount of time before a fight because it makes your legs, makes it, it, you know, makes your legs unsteady. Um, he must have fucked before the fight. It's something, something. That was sad. That was, that was a, oh. That was a flurry of skippity paps. Well, now uh, Cyril Gan gets to fight the other big African dude. Unganu? Yeah. Oh, oh, then it's over. Then it's yeah. over. <laughs> then it's over. Cyril Gan is not that because Cyril Gan is not that good. And if Francis Unganu is only getting better. Yeah. He's like he's not reached his his epicenter yet. He is the real Black Panther. Also, right. he he came up out of literally nothing. Yeah. Eating garbage. He came about the mud. L- the actual mud. Y'all gotta stop using that out of the mud out the mud shit. Y'all gotta stop that. Cause y'all using it wrong. And y'all what like what y'all consider out the mud is very first world. If you didn't grow up in some shit that looked like City of God, you did not come out the mud. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> like like, like we talk about slumdog millionaire yeah. type shit. Like y'all y'all think being a janitor. Y'all think being a full-time janitor is getting it out the mud. Yeah. No, that's not getting it out the mud. I was a barista coming up. Oh, man. I, I worked at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> oh, man. I was... Oh, y'all don't know struggle. Man. Five beats for three summers on my 30-minute lunch break. <laughs> Fuck out of here. They ain't no... Man, Francis Ngannou was in the desert eating garbage to get to civilization so he could learn to fight. And that's before he learned how to fight. That's some Ra's Agul type shit. <laughs> Damn, boy, y'all don't know. Man, y'all don't know, man. Man was born in darkness. <laughs> I was molded by it. 
Oh, you think darkness is your ally. <laughs> oh, my God. And on that note, it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. White people been fucking up left and right, boy. I had, I had to be selective in what we were talking about this week. Uh, most notably... This weird moratorium white people have decided they have against bathing. Remember when they were having the talk where it was like, oh, white people don't wash their legs. They just let the soap trickle down. Some of us knew the truth, though. Did we? Some of us knew the truth. But now they're just starting to admit it. Now they're just saying it. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, two people that I did not know were fucking. Or are together. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe they have a kid by now? They have kids. Multiple. What the fuck? Plural. How did that get... Well, you know what? I know how it got by me. I don't give a shit about that 70s show. Yeah. To this day, the only the only thing I can tell you about that 70s show for real is that Red Foreman um, killed the guy who became RoboCop. Sure. Yeah. Red... Red. Uh, um, his name was Clarence. Yeah. Sure. I know way too much about RoboCop, guys. <laughs> yeah. He was, yeah, he, and he, what's fucked up is he looked just like Red Foreman. <laughs> like, it looked like he killed Robocop <laughs> and then raised a family in the 70s. That's what it looked like happened. Yeah, white people get to do that. <laughs> um, to this day, I can only, I can't tell you shit about that show except that and probably I know Wil, Wilmer Valderrama. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, um, Admitted that they don't bathe a lot. And don't bathe their kids unless they see visible dirt. I, that one, that's not how bacteria works. Uh, that's, that's true. That's not remotely how bacteria works. Um, and also, well, you know what? I can believe Mila Kunis doesn't take, doesn't, doesn't bathe often. I've, I've become more used to the idea. I'm slowly becoming used to the idea that attractive white women don't bathe like that. And you know what? Because, again, attractive white people don't really have to make good decisions. Makes me wonder about Charlize Theron. My no, Af- no, no. She bathes. My African-American princess. She bathes in the souls of younger women. They sacrifice. That, 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 Snow White and the Huntsman was based on a true story. <laughs> It was based on the true story of Charlize Theron. She is feeding on other people's youth. Period. Margot Robbie looks like she doesn't bathe all the time. Uh, yeah, I like no, she, yeah, I gotta tell you. She does look like... She looks like she smells like cigarettes. But I like it. I do like it. It's cool. I like... Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd let it... I've watched The Wolf of Wall Street many times. Um, I'd let it happen. Scarlett, shit. Scarlett Johansson bathes. Scarlett Johansson takes numerous, yeah, baths. Um, there, there. I can say there are white people that I believe. Now that this is out, there are white people that I have theories about that don't bathe. Like there's like like there. I think there's a breed of white woman that doesn't bathe. Like what's her name? Veronica Mars. What's her name? Oh yeah, Kirsten ba- Kirsten Bell. Yeah, she said she don't bathe either. No, nah, she doesn't bathe. Hell no. Yeah, she said that. 
She fucks. She married to Dax Shepard. She willingly fucks Dax Shepard. She doesn't bathe. He don't bathe. Neither does Dane Cook. I bet you all these people are anti-vax also. (laughs) There's a Venn diagram for people who don't bathe and who also believe vaccines are a conspiracy. It's probably a solid circle. Dax Shepard definitely doesn't bathe. Um, Yeah, there are a lot of white people out there, I think, don't bathe or don't think about or don't think about how many showers they've taken in a day. People that work a nine to five, they know. Oh, yeah. They know. Oh, yeah. I can tell you I can tell you from working this nine to five because the building is a little old and it's central air, but it's a small sales floor Mm -hmm. with a large warehouse that has to split all that air. So it'd be hot as shit some days. Yeah. Because the front has windows. And so it'd be hot than the motherfucker. <laughs> so when five o'clock hits, I know yeah. it's time to go home and take a shower. First things first. First things first. Even if I'm working out later, I'm going to shower. Anyway. I'm taking that shower now. People who don't have to do nine to five things don't think about that. Ashley can take a shower whenever the fuck he feels like it. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. So it hasn't occurred to them in a long time. So they've been trained out of that. I don't know, man. Even if Chris Evans does push-ups every day of his life, he showers. They're still on set like 14 hours a day sometimes, so your your balls get a little sticky. Yeah, that's true, too. So, yeah, it's all bullshit. Well, to a point, because those sound sound studios are climate-controlled. Ashton Kutcher ain't doing a lot of stuff. Chris Evans does push-ups and backflips everywhere he goes in every in every movie he's in. If you leave he the house, does, he takes showers. If you leave a house for X amount of time every day, regardless of how much that's true strenuous activity is involved in it, you are correct. Wash your shit when you get home. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Wash the outside world off of you. At the, black at people don't have to be told this. Nope. Black people don't have to be told this. That's why when the pandemic happened, it was a realization. How nasty humans are. Black people won't let you eat dinner unless you bathe. So. Wash up for dinner. Yes. Not wash your hands. Wash up. Wash up for dinner. Period. When we're out on when we're out on our, our little guys getaway trips and shit. Motherfucker, y'all taking turns, taking the fucking shower, and then we're gonna eat. Yep. Um, you know, so yeah, that's and Jake Gyllenhaal said it too. First of all, why are y'all offering this information up? I know why. Because y'all don't know better. Right. Because y'all don't have to know better. Because y'all white. Exactly. Jake Gyllenhaal offered that up. So I know Maggie ain't taking no fucking shower. No. Just, it just, just everything you know about everybody just turns into a... It's just all been a lie. Fuck them. I, I know Lena Dunham ain't taking no fucking shower. I know she's not. Lena Dunham ain't taking a shower. Amy Schumer ain't taking a shower. You know, you know how bad Amy Schumer's stock, is, stock has gone down? You know the last commercial I saw her in was for? Mayonnaise. How appropriate. How appropriate. <laughs> Looks like a scoop of mayonnaise I'm ready to make chicken salad with. Damn. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, H. Scott Apley, 
who's a Texas representative, mm-hmm. has died from COVID. Oh. This should be terrible. The reason it's not, and the reason it's almost kind of funny, is that he was a huge proponent of Texans getting off their ass, getting off of unemployment, and getting back to work. Fuck, fuck a pandemic. Mm. Ain't no fucking pandemic. Y'all going to be all right. Quit whining. Okay. Then he caught it. We going to be all right. We, we will be okay. <laughs> you will not. You will be dearly buried. The end. And he's not the first. And he's not going to be the last. There were like three or four of them just this week alone. Dropping. And you know what? I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. That's not nice. Don't do it. That's not nice. I will say that everybody else's chances are going up. Mm -hmm. I won't say why because that's insensitive. Mm -hmm. I will say everyone else's chances are going up. Uh, What else happened? Oh, Andrew Cuomo turned out to be exactly the pussy hound uh, everyone knew he was. Shock. Shock and awe. Who'd have thunk it? Andrew Cuomo, a fiend for the box? Gasp. <laughs> and it took a black woman to show up and go, yes, he tried to fuck her, 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 all of them over there on the left side. <laughs> he said, coochie, coochie, coo at me when I walked in this motherfucking building. I don't even know who invited him to this motherfucker. Don't even know if that was racist or sexist. <laughs> 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 I just I would just like to report it, sir. That's why I always say it's got to be hard to be a black woman. You don't know if somebody's coming at you because you're black. You don't know if somebody's coming at you because you're a woman. You don't know if somebody's coming at you because you both. Both. I, that's a that's a rough intersection to to have to navigate. I know when somebody's coming at me because I'm because I'm because I'm black. I know when somebody's coming at me because I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. I know when somebody's coming at me because I'm a I'm a black man over three hundred, uh, big black man over three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. I know what it is at every point in the day, and there's so much pick and choose with the bigots. Women have to have to kind of make a decision. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. It is. Yeah, that's some, defend black women. You know what? As a matter of fact, defend black women or get your ass out of the way. Don't if you don't want to, don't. But shut the fuck up and let the people who want to defend black women do so. Fact. Yes, I'm talking to you <laughs> with the stupid ass snapback, you misshapen Teddy Graham. Fuck you. Damn. Yeah, he knows what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, man, send your racist stories. Send your real-life racist encounters along with anything you think we missed in the news. Questions for myself, D. Randall, or anyone else you hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswildblack.com where you can find out more about Houston's most savage podcasters, ways to listen to us, and ways to buy merch. Yep. I said ways to buy merch. Summer 21 merch currently out. Mm-hmm. More to come. Fall winter collection coming soon. Hey. Uh, we'll be back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. Houston's most savage podcast is now in effect. Mm. Pour up.
and we are back. We are black. Yeah. We are opinionated. Straight liquor setting in, ain't it? I, it is. It is. Yeah. I tried to fight it. It is, boy. I. It is. I'm pouring another one, though. One of the beautiful things about being back at work is now you get to feel that Monday morning, what the fuck did I do yesterday feeling? Yeah, you do. Yeah, buddy. Mostly, and, and partially because I, I I pass out early on Sundays. Mm. Like, I'll catch, like, Rick and Morty, and then I'm probably a rap. You know what? Let me, let, me, let me get a little bit of that straight over there. Hit it. Hit it. Peer pressure. Just a little bit of it. Peer pressure. Full effect. Oh shit! <laughs> that was heavier than you expected. This this bottle is not terribly well balanced. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, time for listener letters. Uh-oh. Let's see. Uh, it's it's pretty. I, I I think they're pretty harmless this week. Let me let me let me double check the twitters. Let me see if David Santiago sent anything. This week. I was gonna say. Let me let me double check the twitters and the Instagrams. Uh, cause I did get I, I got one bizarre listener letter. I'll I'll share that. With, I'll share it with y'all in a second. Um, every now and then I have to be reminded that uh, that the family that the listener family is weird. Uh, the opinions while black family is strange. If you've listened to this episode for 149 episodes. I was gonna say we haven't we we haven't helped the weirdness at all. I was all. like, you gotta have something wrong with you to begin with. There are people that like there are people that wait a few episodes to go by so they can binge. Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know why. Like people really want to hear our voices like that, and I, I I don't know what to do with that. Um, I'm really I'm really actually strong for time because I was looking through. Right. I want to see if the Twitters were uh, if the Twitters were popping this week. Uh, there's usually at least one weird listener letter in there, but uh, looks like the team has let me down this week. So what? we go to the Facebooks. Damn, son. Z <laughs> Z from I believe Chicago wants to know what does Oz smell like. The official answer is all smells like soap and water. I, I was going to say, uh, was that was that directed at me? I mean, no, no. Going back to that toxic masculinity we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I don't know what no other nigga smell no like, man. man. I'll be smelling Shit. no man. The fuck? Be smelling no nigga. Smelling no man. The fuck, man? Old chatty patty ass niggas. Um, no. The official answer really is all smells like soap and water. Pretty consistently, I will say this: what I, I can tell you, what he does not smell like, he does not smell like ass. You know, it, it's coming to my house. I can tell when people smell differently than they should. Right, he doesn't smell like ass. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty routine, and it, you know, worst case scenario, I, I smell like I now smell like hair products because uh, I have to put Jamaican castor oil in my hair now. What? What? Because you, you have to do. St- See, they told us about that. Who did? They, oh, they did. They did. they did. they did. They told us we have to stop that shit. My bad, y'all. You let a dude spend a week in Aruba, and he's don't know how to act. <laughs> That's I'm just saying. Um. Yeah. I pretty routinely now. If I'm going on like a date or something, I do. I do have fragrances. They talk about men need to in, invest in cologne and shit. 
Um, I, I routinely have things that I invest in. For example, um, lately I'm trying natural colognes um, from a from a very kind of male centric brand. Mm-hmm. It so the fragrance is called Bourbon Sandalwood. Okay, and you would be amazed at how it smells like. Like an oak tree. I was gonna say, did it smell like an old fashioned? But like, it's, I see what you're saying. Like it's like it does. It smells like all the best parts of like a freshly poured drink and like wood. It's weird. It, I can't yeah. explain it to you, but it's good. I, I don't. And it doesn't take much. I always get talked crazy about because I I don't like wear cologne or anything. Yeah. Um. I I remember years ago, one of the ladies that I worked with was like. You know what's unusual about you? You don't smell like anything. And I said, thanks. And she's like, no, most men wear some type of noticeable fragrance. You smell like nothing. Again, thank you. Oh, I'm a, I always smell like soap and water or deodorant. Yeah. I, I'll take that. I don't know. They'll, you know, like, because I'm tall, so when I hug people or I'm closer to people... They can smell those things, and it's like, oh, I smell. Oh, you, you, your deodorant smells good. Who is oh, asking you. what uh, smells like? Are they trying to holler at you, man? What's up? Uh, probably. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I I don't know the nature of any of the questions that people ask me anymore. I don't. You listen to 140 something episodes of this podcast, and, and, and you just want to know how he smells. Well, when outside opens up, we'll have a special <laughs> meet and greet. <laughs> Where you can scratch and sniff Oz. Please don't scratch me. Please buy merch when you do it, though. Yes, definitely buy merch. Do not scratch me. I get ashy easily. I'm dark skin. You know how Baidu has a fragrance that smells like her vagina? Oh, my God. Yes, she does. We'll just have one that just smells like Oz's neck or something. Okay. Whatever you want. Fair enough. No, I wasn't going to go there, sir. Thank you. Fair enough. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's a... That is one of I can say that is one of the weirder questions I've been asked, but I appreciate it um, because I, you know what, it, it, the listener letter section would be nothing if it weren't weird on brand. That, that is just on brand. Thank you, Z. Um, you know, if if you're in Houston, I don't know. We'll do a meet and greet. I, I don't know. From I don't know distance. anymore. From a distance, from a distance yeah. uh, six now feet. It's weird. Now it's weird. And well, now it's weird. And Harris County is also on red. True. <laughs> so Welcome yes, back. from a distance. Um, uh, that is really it for the listener letters. Actually, okay. um, uh, while black at gmail dot com is what you need to do. Um, hit us on social media. Y'all know how to do that. And by the way, as you're listening to this stuff on the social medias, subscribe. Whatever it take, whatever venue you listen to us in, subscribe. Leave comments. Mm-hmm. Likes, ratings, reviews, all that stuff lends to generating buzz and helping to generate this community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, y'all, y'all really make the difference in independent black content. Uh, so just bear that in mind. Yeah. Time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Mm. Shut the fuck up! There we go. Can't wait to hear. Thank you, James McAvoy. Um, we've been away. We've been away for a little bit, so we got some catching up to do. Two weeks, only two weeks. Only two weeks. Only two weeks. But things have transpired. Uh, it's kind of been a shut the fuck up season. 
Yes. We have a couple of runners up. One of them is Alfonso Ribeiro. You may know him as Carlton Banks from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Really? Carlton Banks, excuse me, Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, the star of Silver Spoons and In the House, um, feels he feels attacked. He's felt attacked over the years uh, by black people because his wife is white. Uh, let me make something clear. This is, a, this is another episode of one of my favorite shows, No One Cares About Your White Wife. Repeat, no one cares about your white wife. I can't stress this enough. Also, nobody is surprised. <laughs> no one, uh, yes, especially this week's episode. No one is surprised that you, in fact, have a white wife. I, you literally You've been played playing Carlton Banks and doppelgangers of Carlton Banks <laughs> your entire career. <laughs> this is not a shock. No one's surprised at all. Um. Speaking of people that no one surprised goes in for white women, uh, the other runner-up is Orenthal James Simpson. Uh-huh. Yeah, Juice is back. Juice wants us to know that he's having a hard time living in L.A. nowadays yeah. oh. because everywhere he goes, he feels like he could be potentially sitting next to the killer. <laughs> uh- Does, this, does that sound like a veiled confession to you? <laughs> does that sound like a man who has some shit on his conscience? Does it, doesn't it feel like Juice just, just is more and more giving up little details yeah. here? <laughs> doesn't this feel like the wrong side of the story we should be getting? I, I feel like he's trying to tell us something, but he just doesn't know how to start it off. Like, I feel like he's giving us the part of the movie we're supposed to learn in the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Like... I feel like Ashley Judd is supposed to have gotten this confession out of you a little later. Like <laughs> this is this feels more and more like True Detective season four. Like could be sitting next to the killer. <laughs> you mean your shadow, nigga? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I know his kid's sick of him. Chloe? Daddy's not. <laughs> Chloe got her own shit she's dealing with. Oh man, I mean the I mean the legitimate ones. Daddy, shut uh, your ass up. Sick <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going out. I'll be back. So I'm going out to look for the killer. He got his golf clubs in his head. Daddy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> golf clubs in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, fuck. Shut that. OJ, shut your ass up before they lock you up again. Uh, number three is Joe Rogan. Oh, speaking of white people that I imagine don't take showers. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan has been spreading misinformation, telling us that um, supposedly, I don't know, that um, the the virus has been caused, that the, the, the vaccine for COVID has been causing mutations or some shit. Um, I don't know if he's been watching Chronicle or, or one of these... X-Men knockoffs or some shit. But this is not the like and don't get me wrong. It's Joe Rogan spreading misinformation is not new. It's untimely for us to be in the heat of the Delta variant, in the heat of cases rising, in the heat of trying to doing everything but sucking people's dicks to get them to to get them to take the fucking vaccine. 
This is not the time for Joe Rogan to be talking out of his ass. He's doing the same shit Summer Walker was doing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any actual testimonies, and he doesn't have name any names. He's just saying, I've seen it. They've, they've reached out to me. Why the fuck would anybody having an adverse reaction to a fucking, to a fucking uh, virus vaccine reach out to either Joe Rogan or Summer Walker? Right. What, what, what makes you motherfuckers so special that y'all have some kind of inside, inside thing that you think nobody else has that can make you maybe make them better? This is huh. not it. This is not it. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? And what, like, I know what, well, I know what the fuck is wrong with Summer Walker. Joe Rogan is a whole new level of what the fuck is wrong with you. And this is not the time for it. This is not the time for you to be riding the, riding the hype train um, to get your listenership up. Just shut the shut fuck the up. Fuck up. <sighs> Number two is Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Skip. 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 Give me some hen. You know. You know. Some miles and some hen dog. You know. Um. Shannon Sharp. I can only imagine the CTE is getting worse. Um. Recently, there was this big there. There was this big story in the news about how Dr. Dre has like a 38 year old daughter who is basically destitute, living out of her car. With not a penny to her fucking name. What? While Dr. Dre is just settling uh, for, you know, like hundreds of thousands and millions. Billions. Billions in his divorce. Oh. Oh, you're talking about the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of money. He's worth billions. And so this got a lot of people talking about um, whether or not it's a parent's job to take care of their kids or to look out for their kids' well-being after 18. And these are obviously mostly the... This is mostly the talk of people that either A, don't have kids, B, have kids or and are terrible people, or C, apparently, um, washed football players, washed, well-dressed football players who've been hit in the head too many times. Um, I, I can only blame the head trauma. Shannon Sharp does not understand, the, and maybe and maybe he does. I, you know, I get that he has kids or whatever, but he does not understand. Parenting is a lifetime endeavor. You don't ever stop being someone's parent, because when you love them, and they came from you, and you watched and you watched them grow out of nothing, out of literally your nuts, you. That's a that's a, that's a bond. That's a that's a that's an attachment that goes beyond emotion. That doesn't go away just because they turn eighteen in the eyes of the state. First of all, this shit about eighteen or twenty one. That's some shit the government came up with. That's not some shit man came up with. Yeah, there's legal definitions of adulthood now. Granted, I, I could see parents not really fucking with their kids if by providing them resources they they do more harm to themselves like if you give your kid more money and they buy more drugs with the shit i can see that being a problem but we don't know that's the case yeah and i and we don't know enough about this situation to and i don't want to jump out there and say dr dre's daughter's a crackhead because i don't think that's the case and you're right and you are correct that we don't know enough about the situation um to make a final judgment 
but it does invoke something kind of emotionally hurtful um, that a lot of people have trauma about, that a lot of people can probably attest to trauma behind. Because not everybody has good relations with their, with their parents. I mean, that's true. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just, if, if it is true that this, this child is someone that is in, in true need of help and is trying to help themselves or better themselves or whatever and, and is being ignored by her father, that, that fucking sucks. Um, but also... Age is a construct, just like time is a construct. Just because someone is 18 or 21 or whatever doesn't mean... Like, there, there are... I've seen people who have kicked their kids out the house the day that they turn 18. Like, all right, bye. You're on your own, nigga. Get out. And, you know, that's kind of... It's kind of destructive. It's nasty. Especially because you see in other cultures, people will kind of sponsor or nurture their their... their children's development into young adulthood um, giving them a little bit of a lift or a little bit of an advantage going into the world on their own and on sometimes on into marriage yeah like there's no need to you know I'm, I'm fortunate that you know my parents have always been supportive of me and I, I don't I try not to I've tried not to ask a lot of them um, but you know there were times where I hit some some obstacles and they they helped me out of it which is you know the, the very least you can ask of of parents especially because your children did not ask to be brought into the world so how cruel is it to bring someone into the world and then at a certain time you just completely discard them one one of our listeners um darth Sin on twitter uh Kersler understands the assignment um, she wrote she wrote a series of tweets that just it 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 says what I have been saying for a long time. I don't understand the disconnect where we talk we talk all this talk about building generational wealth, and then we want to make things hard for the generation that we're giving it to. Yeah, we leave out the generation part. Um. And she wrote a series of tweets that just had me screaming out loud. Amen on the fucking sales floor uh, at work. Um, if I'm rich, I'm not letting my kid be lazy. They have to do something with their life. It's not giving what y'all think it is. Y'all scared of spoiling your children, and that's also a trauma response. Stop kicking your kids out at 18. I ain't going to have a 40-year-old sitting in my house sucking up all my air. What is wrong with y'all? And... It's this attitude. What's funny to me is that people are scared of spoiling their children or whatever. Guess what? I don't know. I, as a millennial, I don't know if you see my fellow millennials in action in their 30s. They have they need no help being spoiled, ridiculous pieces of shit. <laughs> the, you talking about you don't want to spoil the same motherfuckers that made up. They made the decision all on their own to colonize Tulum mm. in a pandemic. Don't come to Aruba. You mean to tell me the same ones that that argue over? Oh, I don't have ugly. I don't have ugly friends. I don't associate with ugly friends, and I don't associate with broke friends. They don't need anybody's help being spoiled, nasty pieces of shit. 
They don't. If they're going to be spoiled, they're spoiled because they're pieces of shit and it has nothing to do with whether or not you let them stay in your fucking house a little longer. Yep. Nothing. I, I, I don't... I don't understand. These are the same motherfuckers that get dressed up to go eat turkey legs, and y'all worried about letting them stay at your house a little longer. I guarantee all the I guarantee all the ones. I guarantee what you're worried about is already come to pass, with or without you. If you have a spoiled kid, you just have a spoiled, fucked up kid, with or without. So that doesn't mean you should have just stopped parenting them. Means you should have parented they ass more. Hmm. So uh, you know, and then and and she pointed this out. The same people be confused when that eighteen year old you kicked out gets grown and puts their parents in a nursing home across the country. You know who's you know who you know who stayed who stayed at home and ended up spending the last the, the last year of his father's life with him and regrets nothing. Me. I regret nothing. Not a single goddamn thing. My my father pronounced years ago. He ain't never got to leave if he don't want to. He's working. He takes care of his sister and his mother. He's making something of himself. He ain't never got brought home by the police. I don't give a fuck what he does. I worked hard to I worked hard to buy a house so my family, whether I'm here or not, would have a place to live. And carry out whatever it is they want to do. That is a direct quote from Oz Senior. Bars. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what he does. As long as 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 long as he's taking care of y'all and making y'all and and making himself happy, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit where he does. He could go spend. Go get an apartment for what? And that's kind of how I feel. The leading the leading path to home ownership is inheritance. That's a fact. That's a proven fact. So why the fuck are y'all shoving people out out into the world and y'all want to build all this generational wealth and y'all are blocking it? Mm. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? And what the fuck is wrong with Shannon Sharp? You got it to spend. Put a little bit to the side and never worry about that money again. I the amount of money you could put to the side to to accrue and grow into something that your kids that your kids can have later, I guarantee you spend more money on your on your on your shoes and your weird ass suits. Very true. Shannon Sharp got to shut the fuck, shut up. The fuck up. I told y'all there was a lot of shut the fuck up to go around this time. <laughs> and the number one person that to, it, it shouldn't surprise anybody. The number one person who has to shut the fuck up for the, for the past two weeks is the baby. It's about to happen to him. <laughs> that did, so it's about to be real quiet for him. That nigga got to go apply for that CDL. <laughs> that nigga got to go apply for that CDL and be done with it. So if you, in case you, in case you missed it, which I can't imagine you did, the baby said some spicy, weird, crazy shit at Rolling Loud. Um, that got and it got people a little stirred up. Uh, he said, "Shout out to all the gay people sucking dick in the parking lot." Mm-hmm. He said, "Shout out to everybody that doesn't have AIDS or HIV or some shit that some shit that that kill you in ten minutes." And shout out to all the women whose pussy smells like water. Yeah. Um. Never trust anybody with an Attack on Titan mouth. 
Should I shower a cat looking ass? <laughs> Got that Beetlejuice mouth. And he was subsequently dropped from everything. <laughs> Every festival that you can imagine. Every appearance at the, at the local Knights of Columbus Hall. Who thought? I didn't even know Austin City Limits had rappers at it. I, they do. And he has been dropped from it. Lollapalooza, all of these shits. I can at least eight or nine, at least eight or nine major festivals. First of all, this is a, this is enlightening because who knew people were trying to throw all these festivals in the midst of a pandemic? Oh, they were trying to get that paper before it, it, it gets before shut it down shut down again. again. Oh yeah, you saw Lollapalooza had two hundred thousand people out there at Grant Hell Park. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! That was weird. That all of that just my skin crawled at that. I was like, oh, it's so much death out there. They don't even know it. Come get your free COVID. Shout out to the dude that buried a bottle of Grey Goose there the week before. Oh, shit. And came back and unearthed it because he knew the liquor was going to be too expensive. That's a that real story. Dead, dead serious. You can find a video. There's a video Holy where this dude, shit. dude walks over to a spot like this is where I buried it. Boop, boop, boop. And dug up a bottle of Grey Goose that he buried in that park a week earlier. That was earlier. a nigga, wasn't it? That was a nigga. You know it. That's, hit him with the air horns. You know it. You better, you better beat this price gouging, my nigga. Yeah. Um, the baby is just even though he may not beat COVID. Oh, he won't. No, no. Um, and what kills me about the baby is that the the subsequent apologies, the attempts at the apologies, were worse than the offense. Just stop, dude. He oh. has no team behind him. Oh, y'all can't, y'all can't be patient with me because I'm learning, or whatever the fuck Shut you said. Shut the fuck hey, up! You are 29 years old. I'm learning. I'm young. Fuck you. You're a man who calls yourself the baby. The fuck? And 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 and, to, and what's crazy to me is when Chris Brown has to tell you to shut your ass up. We all have to take a minute Damn. and reevaluate where we are as a community, as a people, as a nation. Because Damn. this motherfucker was on point. He said, "Get up there, say your shit." Thank the fans and get your ass off the stage. That from Christopher Maurice Brown. Damn. This Chris Brown makes more sense than you. You're in trouble and we are all in trouble. Um, I never thought that my 2021 bingo card would include Madonna and Elton John addressing something the baby said. <laughs> Sir Elton addressed the baby stigmatizing HIV, mm-hmm. AIDS and HIV, and conflating it with gay people. No one talked about the fact that this nigga said, shout out if your pussy smells like water. Pussy shouldn't smell like water. I've never, I've never smelled a pussy that smells like water. I don't think that's how the human anatomy works. It's not. At all. Whatsoever. Sir. Um, I, this month, well, I... I know this motherfucker must have dropped out in the third grade. I, I, and, and it just, and it, and it incensed all the fuck niggas who, t- and guess what? I have another shut the fuck up. There's a couple of shut the fuck ups to go with this one. So shut the fuck up 2.1 goes to all the hip hop heads that come up with these batshit conspiracy theories talking about, oh, well, I don't understand why they're canceling him for that. It's okay for him to get up and talk about drugs and murder, but it's not okay for him to talk about the gay people. 
guess what? There's a difference in entertainment and you saying a thing in a song. Correct. That you write off as entertainment because black because it, rappers try their damnness every day to convince us it's just entertainment. It's not real. There's a difference between that and you making a statement outside of a song just talking shit. I recognize I can watch Breaking Bad and like Brian Cranston playing Heisenberg, but if he walks off the set and starts talking about blowing up half of L.A. to protect his ill-gotten meth money in real life, I might have a problem with that. There's a difference. Also, you know it's an act. Like you talking about killing people, openly talking about killing people, whatever, whatever the fuck people talk about, that's an act. Most of you niggas are telling somebody else's story anyway. You expressing homophobic sentiments, that's you. That's you. That's a choice. Why owe you? You. That's a choice you made. And and this notion, and then the hip-hop heads with all this, oh, well, we we just need to have more standards for ourselves while we're talking about drugs and murder. First of all, hip-hop and rap... Black people aren't the only people who talk about drugs and who talk about drugs and murder in their art form. Listen to country music for fifteen minutes. My goodness! Not only do they talk about drugs and murder, they talk about drugs and murder in in house domestic disputes. I once killed a man to watch him die. I mean, you know, y'all didn't watch the Thunder Road video, Thunder Rolls, whatever. Y'all didn't watch that shit. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know what y'all talking about, mm. and y'all don't know what y'all talking about because y'all have no context for anything that happens outside of the outside of fucking shade room and baller alert. So you don't know what the fuck white people do. So what the fuck are you talking about? First off, second off, second off, I want y'all to stop pretending that now all of a sudden y'all are clutching y'all's pearls at talking about drugs, murder, and misogyny and rap. Because y'all like it. Y'all like it. Because y'all would be some miserable motherfuckers if the only if the only rap left on earth was common childish Gambino and Mac Miller. Y'all would be some miserable motherfuckers. So don't act brand new now. Y'all always clutch pearls when it's time when it's time to talk about one one just say you agree with this motherfucker and we can move on from there. If you agree with this motherfucker, I mean, fuck you, but just be honest about it. Or just don't say anything. And, a si- and another side shut the fuck up goes to Boozy Badass. Because this motherfucker used this as a springboard to talk about Lil Nas X. And being half naked in his video. And talking about and if a motherfucker got naked on stage in front of me, I beat his ass. You are literally admitting to gay bashing. That sounds like a lot that's, of overcompensation to me. That's exactly what got Matthew Shepard fucked up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And this is these are the moments where I'm like, Boozy's entertaining some of the time, but for all the fuckery we all the problematic fuckery we had to go through for him, mm. was independent and wipe me down really worth it? And yes, y'all, y'all have checked me on this before. I know those are not exclusively his songs. But ain't nobody, ain't nobody really fucking with Webby. Y'all ain't naming any other songs by Boosie, though. <laughs> so, 
you know, I, I, I just, I don't understand where the fuck y'all are coming from. And I don't, and the baby is just determined. I think he wants, he sees rap like being a wrestling heel. I do. I think he wants to be a heel. Uh, except this shit got some real life consequences. I was gonna say, he's starting to see it now. I was gonna say they turn it on his ass. They turn. Taylor Swift wants to have a word with him. Danny Lee is about to pop that kid any minute. He got to get his paper up. <laughs> Allegedly. He better get his CDL. To go. Oh, she admitted it. She came out and said this is his baby. Oh, she did? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, to the surprise of no one. To Yeah, surprising no one. Yeah, he, gotta, he better get that CDL in order. That's where it's looking like it's headed. What's the name? Wasn't there a truck? You better go to Everest College or some shit. Man, she chose a good dude to knock her up to. <laughs> She's so fucking stupid. Anyway. Oh, shit. She can shut the fuck up preemptively. Because she she's, she's going to say something stupid. Oh, something. Yeah. yeah. She's going to jump out here and say something. You know who I, you know who I, wonder, who I wonder about in all this baby nonsense? Where the fuck is B. Simone? Don't care. I still don't, I still don't really know who she is. B. Simone. So... You know, y'all remember B. Simone had all that shit to say about how much she loved the baby and how the baby wasn't noticing her and how and, and how that she's light, not attractive. and how that light skinned woman was so much better than her, even though you two are light skinned. And <laughs> she had to rebrand so hard after all that dumb shit she said last year that she had to pretend she didn't know that nigga. She was fucking she was fucking this football player up until like last week. And she was on the oh she was on this fitness guru shit oh I'm oh be some old fitness getting right getting my body tight nope then that nigga walked out she was back on Instagram and TikTok oh life comes at you fast life comes at you fast yep. to still don't care from from Instagram you came and to Instagram you were returned. Um, so she can shut the fuck up too, actually, just in case she had anything to shut say. Um, I told you a lot of people had to shut the fuck up in the past two weeks, man. A lot of people. Yeah. It's- Especially around this the baby shit. Y'all got to get the fuck up out of here. Y'all got to get, y'all got to get with the times, man. You can't get up there and say that shit no more. You can't stigmatize AIDS and HIV. Because we want people to, we want people to, to be able to admit these things. We want people to, to, we want to encourage them to get tested. We want to encourage them to get treatment, so we can, so we can lessen the effects of these things and we can eliminate them. Shaming people at a fucking concert for it is not the way. And it's it's weird that that has to be explained to you by so many people on on such a scale at a concert, which could be like the greatest super spreader event we've had in the last eighteen months. All of it was nasty. I'm just saying, all of it, every bit of it was nasty, and 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 this shit makes it even more nasty. And the fact that you have a lot allied yourself with bum ass Tory Lanes. Yeah. Makes it even worse because you were out there because because you got in all this trouble because you was out there trolling Megan the Stallion. Yep. Why is Megan the Stallion selling Bitcoin on Cash App commercials? Don't know, don't care. Very weird. I care more about her swimsuit issue cover. Jesus Christ, so do I. Tyra Banks interviewed her in full garb 
in a hot tub. I will watch it after we finish. She recording. was fully dressed in a hot tub interviewing Megan the Stallion, who was not and is never fully dressed. I will do some research when this recording is done. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, D. Randall, did we do a podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, we definitely did a podcast. Oh yeah. Um, next week is episode one fifty. One fifty. Air horns, bro. Air horns. Crazy part is we were supposed to do episode one hundred a year ago. We were, and we're, y'all, we're still about. We were, we were going to try to plan something, and then you motherfuckers couldn't sit down. And so now we're in red. So yeah, so some new shit next week then. <laughs> some some new shit. I will put something together. Well, I think we're still doing opinions while black bingo. We have to put that together. Okay. Um, opinions while black bingo. So be ready for that. Be ready to drink with us. <sighs> Randall, get you get you. You see, I'm get your constitution together. See, I'm, I'm drinking the alkaline water now. Get it, get it, get it right. Get it right. I'm the, the, I, as soon as I leave here, the water starts now. Yeah. The water drinking starts now. The working out starts. Well, I got to get back to the workout. Work schedules fucked that up. But yeah, it's gonna be a good time next week. I'm gonna get. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make a call. See if somebody can come through. Oh. Uh, um, let me screen them because I can't. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. It's gonna be somebody you know. Um. But yeah. Um. Thank you guys. It's been a long, it's been not so long, but it's been a it's been quite a journey to 150. Oh yeah, and we love y'all for sticking with us. It's only going to get greater. I keep promising y'all it's only going to get greater, and it only has. Um, Randall's got a surprise for y'all next week. Oh yeah, um, it's going I down. I just checked it out. It's legit. Yeah, um, might have a new shirt for y'all. Mm. Uh, you just have to stick with us and see. Um, we will be back with more foolishness and fuckery next week for episode 150. Wow. 150 episodes of this, man. Wow. And going and counting. Man, and um, until then, this has been episode 149 of Opinions Wild Black. <laughs> I have been Oz. And I may be the last of D. Randall. <laughs> Goddamn. As always, forever imparting. Titties. <laughs>